Warning, this video contains super awesome content not suitable for people who don't enjoy super awesomeness. Viewer discretion advised. Welcome to Viewer's Choice. Your selection is about to begin. But first, take a look at what else you can see this week. Hey dudes, fighting you to travel through time. First stop, a long layover at the video store. Bogus. Wait, you've got viewer's choice. Excellent. Hello, you rotten little bloodsuckers. America's most popular now. Get extra value. $12.50 cash back. Rise and shine, Mr. Freeman. Rise and shine. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. What? It's like what it is. Let's get out of here. When life gives you lemons, don't make lemonade. Make life take the lemons back. Get mad! I don't want your damn lemons! What am I supposed to do with these? Demand to see life's manager. Make life through the day and thought it could give Cave Johnson lemons. Do you know who I am? I'm the man who's gonna burn your house down with the lemons. This is my ship, the Nebuchadnezzar. This is the core. We broadcast our pirate signal of package commercials. Welcome to the Nebuchadnezzar with your host, Ernesto Morado, the double-headed coin, and your co-host, Pablo Morado. Together, we are the Pyramid Podcast. <laughs> can make all the difference. Well, I've been selling my soul, working all day, overtime hours for bullshit pay, so I can sit out here and waste my life away, drag back home and drown my troubles away. It's a damn shame what the world's gotten to for people like me. People like you wish I could just wake up and it not be true, but it is. Oh, it is living in the new world with an old soul. These rich men know the rich men, Lord knows it all. Just wanna have total control, wanna know what you think. Oh, 
Welcome to the Nebuchadnezzar with your hosts, Ernesto and Pablo Morado. Welcome to the most banned podcast in the universe. This is your podcast for your current events, conspiracies, and paranormal phenomena. We are happy to have all you bobologos and verdugos out there. We appreciate all of you. We have a bombshell cast for you today. A lot of interesting topics and great things to talk about, especially paranormal phenomena. So stay tuned to an interesting cast. it's a damn shame. What the world's gotten to for people like me, people like you. Wish I could just wake up and it not be true, but it is. Cause your dollar ain't shit And it's tax to no hen Cause the rich men Know the rich men I've been selling my soul Working all day Overtime hours for bullshit pay. Welcome, welcome, everybody. <laughs> what did you think of that song? <laughs> Very heartfelt. Yeah. Um, I can hard. Oh, there we go. <laughs> I got to give that up. So did, were you able to hear the the lyrics at all? Yeah, this guy exemplified all my sentiments in one song. <laughs> and Have you heard this song before? Never heard it before. And as a matter of fact, I just had a long, long conversation with the warlock mm. saying exactly that. <laughs> <laughs> Verbatim. That. So, whoever this guy is, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll put the the lyrics on on screen for 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 you so that you can see what uh, the full lyrics are. You bust your ass. But did you hear? Did you hear all the? Because I want to break this this song down. Because uh, apparently this song is going viral on the internet. It for, should go. It finally, is right. A song. That it ain't about shaking your fucking ass <laughs> or taking mollies. Finally, a song that hits all the topics of today's world. Mm. All meaningful topics. But believe it or not, people are hating on this guy for whatever reason. Why? Because he's telling the truth. You bust your ass for bullshit pay. Right. You know what I'm saying? The the rich get richer, the let's, poor get poor. Let's play the play play this song again, so people can. Uh, I wanna. We had a little technical difficulties because my computer, when we're under the gun, 
it just decides I'm not gonna fucking work. <laughs> but finally, we got it on. We got it to work, and uh, I want to let the audience see and hear this guy because this guy should win a Grammy. <laughs> yes, he should. He should for this song alone. So let's check it out here. So here's a, here's the lyrics. My soul working all day overtime hours for, for bullshit, bullshit pay. pay so I can sit out here and waste my life away drag back home and drown my troubles away exactly. it's a damn shame what the world's gotten to for people like me and people like you wish I could just wake up and it not be true but it is oh it is you were having a good day <laughs> With an old soul These rich men north the rich men Lord knows they all just want to have total Richmond north of Richmond You know who that who they're talking about Who this guy's talking about the, Who are the rich men north of Richmond, Virginia? The rich men north of, of the, Washington Yeah, the politicians The politicians The lobbyists Wanna know what you think Wanna know what you do And they don't think you know But I know that you do Cause your dollar ain't shit And it's taxed to no end Cause the rich men North the rich men Woo We gotta have this guy on the show <laughs> Oh man, we got to We have to have listen, this guy Listen to show. this lip part here Rich politicians Look out for miners not just miners on an island somewhere. Referencing Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, and now, you see what he's talking about right now? Mm. Man, I wish the warlock was on right now. <laughs> because th- it's eerie. <laughs> this is verbatim. The conversation. The conversation. Had. Now, what was the conversation? The warlock proposes to me something. Uh-huh. All these people, and keep it queued up. Okay, yeah, yeah. All these people on the top, mm-hmm. right? Jeff Bezos, um, Klaus Schwab, all these motherfuckers, you know, uh, uh, George Soros, and all these CEOs of these companies, right? Mm-hmm. Making millions of dollars out of thin air. Out of thin air. Out of thin air, right? And the warlock tells me, how long can this economy sustain people making millions of fucking dollars out of thin air, mm. right? And he goes to me, well, I want you to, he's telling me, I want you to explain me this. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know how it can sustain. How can an economy like this have longevity? Mm-hmm. So I told him, because he says that these people, they don't create anything. Right. They just investing in companies and whatever, they, buying companies up. They Yeah, they buy company up. They, and the, the fucked up shit is... 
I mean, I got my Samuel Jackson on today because <laughs> this song is bringing it out to me, out of me. The fucked up shit is these CEOs, mm-hmm. they get bonuses and buyout packages, severance packages to fail. Right. Right? I mean, like the Sacklers. But, but this is why this song has hit me in the gut. It's the first time I'm listening to the song, folks. Mm. Pablo, bro, I don't know where he found this, <laughs> which he always surprises me, but it's punching me in the gut because I was telling him, these motherfuckers, these CEOs, right, mm. making billions of dollars to fail. Right. Right? But then you got a guy in a coal mine, mm-hmm. right? A, a guy who goes into into a hole mm-hmm. not knowing if he's coming back out. Mm-hmm. Then he comes out of that coal mine. Deals with a world of issues. No, no, no. Let's not get there yet. He comes out of that coal mine stained in black from the coal. His chest has all these particles most of them die from black lung mm-hmm. disease, right? And these guys barely make minimum wage. You got a guy, you got children mm-hmm. lowered into a hole for pennies to pull out cobalt. Right. To pull out diamonds. Right. To pull out all these resources that make these motherfuckers billions of dollars. Right. But they make the peanuts and we do the hard work. Mm-hmm. For example, I'm a gig worker. I bust my ass taking people back and forth, delivering for Amazon. Delivering for DoorDash. I'm at their mercy. Making bullshit pay, I'm at their mercy. Mm. If they say no is no, you can't you can't battle them. Right. But they yet the people on top make everything. They paid to fail. They're pay- if I fail, I lose my job. Mm-hmm. If you fail, you lose your job. If they fail, they'll be like, we don't need you anymore. Here's $50 million so we can get rid of you. Mm. Why, do, why don't we get that shit? <laughs> That's a good question. I don't know. That's you, a got good- a, you got a guy um, fucking doing doing the most unpleasant job that makes society run, picking up garbage, picking up dead animals, taking it to the landfill, having to clean that fucking truck, and he gets bullshit pay. Mm -hmm. Man, keep playing that song. (laughs) Oh, man. Lord, we got folks in the street, ain't got nothing to eat, and the whole beast milk and welfare. Well, God, if you're five foot three and you're three hundred pounds, 
Jones is caught not to pay for your bags of fart drowned. Cutting themselves six feet in the ground. Cause all this damn country does is keep on kicking them down. Lord, it's a damn shame what the world's gotten to for people like me, people like you. Wish I could just wake up and it not be true, but it is. Pause it. Now, while people take umbrage to this, Mm -hmm. is he's telling the truth. Right. You got people who are obese getting paid, they're milking the fucking system Mm -hmm. so that they stay home and do nothing. Right. Do absolutely nothing but just shove fucking fudgesicles down their throats. (laughs) I'm a big dude. I'm a big dude, you know. Uh, and I'm not that tall. I'm five foot five, three hundred plus. But I busted out every fucking day, and I don't take any handouts from the government. Only handout I ever taken from the government is when we had COVID, mm-hmm. and goddamn, I had that coming to me. I had that fucking shit coming to me because when I was in destitute. Virtually homeless. Mm-hmm. And I had to put my tail between my legs and go to the government and ask them for help. They'd fucking deny me. Mm. But, they, but yet, you got somebody like me, five foot five, over 300 pounds, fucking sitting home, just shoving fudgesicles <laughs> down the fucking throat <laughs> and not doing a fucking thing. And everybody in society is like, oh, you know, he it's okay. But because I took I took what I deserved mm. during COVID, people were fucking criticizing me. Oh, this guy's smoking the system. Well fuck you. Mm. Fuck you. I paid taxes. I paid taxes all my fucking life. I had a business. And guess what? The fucking government took my fucking business. So if people are angry because I fucking stayed home for about a year and a half, two years, while the government paid for my fucking living at that time, and you have a you have a uh, a gripe with that, fuck you, <laughs> fuck you. I had that shit coming to me because I have over. I've been working since I was fifteen years old, and because the guy's fucking right, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Sometimes the truth hurts. Yeah. Sometimes it's if you're hurts. a fat pig like me and you're not doing anything, <laughs> well, guess what? Get off your fucking ass and get That's, and get to fixing your issues. Yeah, so he's he, just you know what he's telling you the truth, the 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 awful truth mm. that people don't want to tell you. You know because supposedly they love you, mm-hmm. but they're not loving you. If they're, if they're seeing you fucking rot away in a bed and hoarding and you all, all you're doing is getting shit from the government and I'm telling you, oh, it's okay. No, it's not okay. Hmm. It's not okay. Well, uh, you want to hear a reaction of what uh, the people I love to hate, their reaction to this song? Before you put the reaction of that song, and I'm probably going to get a lot of hate mail because of this. <laughs> But it's the fucking truth. Sometimes the truth hurts. 
I'm 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 listening to the song, mm-hmm. right? And I'm getting punched in the gut. Not only because of the conversation I had with the warlock, mm-hmm. but because I'm probably guilty of the same shit. And I'm feeling a little like fuck. I'm, mm. you know. But sometimes you need a wake up call. And this is a this ain't about racism. This ain't about white supremacy. This ain't about um, body shaming and all that. This is just the fucking truth. And sometimes people need the fucking truth. Well, with, when it, with regards to welfare, I, I had a discussion last night, actually, with my uh, my wife um, about that because uh, we were actually uh, partaking in the welfare because, you know, I just had kids and we had, you know, um, we were getting food stamps and some assistance because, you know, on my salary alone, it's been difficult. You know, I'm just making, I'm the only one earning here. So while my wife is, you know, doing all the, uh, the childcare. So, um, instead of actually helping, they give us some help for a little while. And then they're like, well, now that I got a promotion and I got a, just a dollar, Oh, I got a dollar raise. Now they're like, Oh, you make too much. But you see, you need it. You got two kids. Right. Right? And I'm working. I think it should be a thing where you need to be working to apply for it. Well, because at least it's condoning work as opposed to you just laying up in your house. Check this out. You need it. Right. You got two kids to take care of. You cannot afford child care right now. And you're not going to leave your infant baby with some stranger. Right. Right? So you need it. So they give you uh, a little help up front, right? Right. Then when you you when you begin to to start getting your feet on the ground, like okay, the government is helping me. I'm able to feed my family. I'm able to um, pay my bills. You know, pretty soon I can I can uh, start saving for something. No, saving well, to, I'm to... Get, hold on, I'm getting. Uh, uh, I'm about to. This help is providing me the the stability so that I can take the next step. Go right. to the next step, which is maybe, you know, save so that I could buy a home. You know, it's it's getting me there. Right. And the minute the government sees you're getting to a point where, oh, he might he might be able to now sustain sustain himself and go to the next the next level mm-hmm. they yank it yeah he, he, hold what? on hold on hold on don't don't inter- i'm like joe madison <laughs> i'm today i'm joe madison like don't you interrupt <laughs> me this is my show this is my show uh, oh yeah. <laughs> This is my show. You want to listen to somebody else's show? You go somewhere else, but this is my show. <laughs> so now you you you're about to take that next step because you're getting help. It's helping. It's actually helping. Mm. They yank it, right? So all of a sudden, when you're about to, your foot is about to go onto that step, they yank it and you miss and you stumble all the way down to mm-hmm. the bottom. Right, mm-hmm. but this is done on purpose. Right? Why? Because now it creates problems 
not only financially, but problems in the home. Mm-hmm. Because now your your better half is like, what are we going to do? Oh, my God. And then she's most likely you have, you know, external chatter. Right. You know, coming Instead from, of me being able to focus on getting us out or getting to that next step. What did I say? This is my show. <laughs> this is my show. So you're getting external chatter. Why? Why you guys are struggling? Why? Oh, you know, maybe he can't provide or, you know, blah, 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 blah. You know, all these things that convolute the mind. Right. Mm-hmm. And then and then you got another person that be like, just leave him. Just leave him. You know, and the government, the government, if you leave him, then the government will be like, you don't have no income now. Now the government can give you exactly what they were giving you before and maybe more. But I love him. He's my soulmate. Okay, so lie. Why don't you just lie and say you're not with him? Right? Mm-hmm. This is how they how this is how the system destroys you. Yeah. Because now you you're you're forced to lie to say, oh, he's not with me no more. And now you're playing this cloak and dagger shit. You know what I'm saying? Right. At any time, you can have a fucking representative of the fucking government be at your door. Yeah, we're from the welfare department. Oh, my God. Hi. Oh my. This happens every day. Mm-hmm. This happens every fucking day. So what they promote is single parent homes so that you have to struggle by yourself in order to get this bullshit money that they give you money that you've paid into from the beginning. Right. So it's designed, it's designed to fail. So for people and there's no shame, absolutely no shame in going on welfare. There's no shame in going on food stamps. Why? Because you paid into it but the shame where you feel you feel shame where you should feel shame for Mm. are the people who abuse it right are the people who take advantage of it you know they're getting this help and they fucking hold block parties with that money i see it all the time Mm. these humongous fucking barbecues they go to they go to the fucking supermarket because they're selling drugs on the side. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Fuck you if you think that I'm being racist. Fuck you if you think that I'm not telling you the truth. I got my Samuel Jackson on today. And that was brought on by that song. <laughs> and yeah, Gordon. I'm a fucking outlet. It's Macho. <laughs> so Forum. I think there was a sense of relief, actually, in your frankness. Um, you brought up some issues that, that others are really. That's my to trouble. Bring up. <laughs> <laughs> Always. <laughs> All the religious groups are against me because I'm talking about population. They want more souls. 
I want less on the planet. Throw <laughs> yourself in a fucking wood chip. <laughs> no, what you gotta play is you gotta find yourself like one of these steam whistles when the <laughs> when the fucking the train and lets off all that steam. That I'm venting right now. <laughs> and it ain't that I'm racist against people on welfare or people that are juicing the system or whatever. But one one bad apple ruins it for the rest. Mm. Why? Why I'm steaming is because when I needed it, I lost my store. I lost my house. I lost where I, where I was living. Now I'm fucking scrambling because I can't afford the rent. And I asked for help and they denied me. And then you got people and I see it every day. Of all colors, mm. black, white, Chinese, whatever, people who abuse it. Mm. They go to the supermarket, they, it's the first of the month, or whenever the fuck they get their money, it's the first of the month. They buy everything up and they hold a fucking block party with the fucking radios blaring. And one month's f uh, of, of food is gone in one big ass fucking barbecue. <laughs> But yet, they don't care. Why? Because they're juicing the system and they're selling shit on the side. They're fucking selling drugs. They're selling fentanyl. They're selling coke. They're selling crack. Well, you also have to... Uh, don't you defend these motherfuckers. Oh, well, I was going to say highlight the other side of the coin where people are, you know, they're selling stuff because they have to because... Like for example, one of the, what I was gonna say before was one of the things that the uh, um, food stamps, what they were, the office, what they were saying was, well, I if I were to go down in hours, if my hours went down, then perhaps. Would you see the evil in that? And that's where I think like those people they they sell things because they know they will be able to keep it if they go down in hours, and that's the only way and they're gonna see, be able to float. And you see. You see, and now we come full circle. Mm. Now you bring me down to earth. Because the system makes you do that. Right. The system makes you do that. Right. It makes you want to cheat cheat it because it's the only way you can you can't You're sustain it with it without it and you have to somehow You're absolutely correct. I stand corrected. <laughs> I stand corrected. There are people who juice the system blatantly, and there are people that juice the system because they have to play the game. Right. If not, they go under. Right. So and with that, play the rest of the song, please. <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> now, you know, I'm coming down from the Joe Madison, Samuel Jackson. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I was mounted. <laughs> I was mounting with Joe Madison and Samuel Living Jackson. In the new world, with an old soul. These rich men know the rich men. Lord knows they all just want to have total control. Want to know what you think. Want to know what you do. And they don't think you know. But I know that you do. Because your dollar ain't shit. And it's taxed to no end. Cause the rich men, not the rich men. Pause it. Do you feel the pain?
pain in the guy's oh, voice? Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you feel I, like... I mean, I'm that, going right along with him. We're, that, we're in that the same boat. That, that I just went on? Uh-huh. That rant is this song. We got it. He's just doing it very poetically. All I this this song makes me want to do a, a composite of "You Were Having a Good Day" with this song. Oh, don't get me started on that. Which is why I left New York. Mm. New York. I'm sorry for people that live there. And if you want, if you're if you're a masochist and a glutton for pain, move to New York. Move there. <laughs> Everything you do, every step you take, takes money. Yeah, my uh, my uh, cousin, my very close cousin, uh, he lives in uh, in San Francisco, well, in Oakland, and he's uh, com- contemplating moving from Oakland to New York. From what? Boy, what a switch! <laughs> from the frying pan, from the fire into the frying pan. <laughs> oh man, but uh I'll Man, why this, do uh... you do this to me? You <laughs> fucking evoke these these feelings within me. <laughs> you took my fucking store. You denied me welfare. I've been selling my soul, working all day, overtime hours. For bullshit pay Man, I feel you <laughs> I feel this artist To believe <laughs> To believe that So much has transpired And you've been witness to it mm. I was a doorman Right? Mm-hmm they were trying to get this guy out who who was horrible at, at his job. The building almost burned down because of him. He gets his job back. I lose my, my chance to become a doorman. Then I become a porter, right? I have a problem with my tooth. I go take care of it. They tell me. We cannot work on your tooth because you don't have insurance. What are you talking about? My wife has great insurance. No, you're working for uh, Samson. I'm, I'm calling them out. Samson Management. Oh, you, damn. You pieces of <laughs> shit. You sue me. I don't care. <laughs> Samson Management. Worst fucking company. There you go. (laughs) Worst fucking company in the fucking United States and the world. I'll be like, I got insurance. My wife has me covered. No, you're supposed to have insurance because the building you work at supposed to provide insurance. But they don't. Okay, I need a letter from them. Mm -hmm. I go to my boss. And I'm going to call, fuck it, I'm going to call out, his name is DT. Dry Deck, whatever the fuck his name was. Cool dude. Mm-hmm. He wanted me to work there. He didn't want me for me to get fired. Right. Cool ass boss. Best, one of the best bosses I've ever had. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I tell him, DT, I need some paperwork saying that you guys do not provide insurance. Right? Mm-hmm. He goes on and contacts Samson Management, who's in charge of the building. Right. And the next day I go to work, there's a dude out front of the of the building. Uh, you're not allowed in. What? I work today. No, you don't. You don't work here anymore. And you're not allowed in the building. Why? I don't know. They just told me not to let you inside the building. And what happens when you tell Ernesto Morada you cannot go inside somewhere? <laughs> you pickle with the beast. <laughs> I said, I'm going in there and I don't give a fuck if I get arrested. <laughs> you said, Coño, no me So I went in the building. I'm like, DT, what's going on? I'm sorry, you've been terminated. Why? Oh, we decided that we don't um we don't need no more temporary help. I'm like, DT, he's like, dude. He pulls me to the side. I need you, man. I want you here. But that that whole thing with the insurance and your tooth and all that, you know, scared these people, so they fired you. Wow. Yeah. 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 I go to I go to several lawyers to see what I can do about it. Nothing. That's exactly what I heard. Uh huh. And I lost my job over a tooth. How in the fuck is that legal? I don't understand that one. Um, but uh, it's uh, we digress. It's time to move on. And that is a cat I just found in the alley. A strange thing happened to me when I stumbled upon a bottle of paramint supplements and just took one gummy. I lifted up my sword and said, By the power of paramint, I have the Just like me, and get your Paramount supplements at theparamount.com. Wow, this is changing my world. Welcome to the AMPM game show where Pablo and Ernesto Morado attempt to determine what is going on in a video found online. Using only their ears and their third eye, the host will make a guess on what is going on. If the host gets guesses correctly, they receive $20,000 of a fiat currency that no longer exists. So what do you say, folks? Shall we play a game? Yes, yes, let's play a game. 
All right. You evoke these emotions out of me. <laughs> All right. You ready to play a game? You know um, the rules of the game. It's audio only, and you have to describe what what you hear. What is going on here? Okay. So usually I go first. So I got something for you. Oh, okay. Let's see. Um. Let's see if our, everything is all our ducks in a now, row. Now, if you're watching us live on theparamedshop.com or on Facebook or on x.com or all the different places that we are streaming live right now, you can participate in this AM PM game show. We're going to be playing an audio clip. And if anybody gets it correct, what are you hearing right now? The closest Guess gets a free bottle of Paramin Vitamins. You got your optimal, you got your brain boost, and don't miss your chance to get a free bottle of Paramin Vitamins. Check it out now. I'm going to take my optimal. You got your optimal gummy. Check this out. Beautiful. Beautiful. All right. You ready? I'm ready, man. I just want to do a sound check. All right. Is my channel up? Uh-huh. Putting up the channel. Okay. Now, remember, when we play this game, we call it theater of the mind. Theater of the mind. So you got to, like, get yourself in a place, and as you hear the audio, try to guess what the hell is going on. Okay. All right. You ready? Mm-hmm. Take your sip of water. There you go. You ready now? Okay. <laughs> you can swallow. Mm-hmm. All right. Here we go. Theater of the mind. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. All right. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Wait. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Sorry. Wait, wait, wait. No. Wait. Great, great, great. What did you want to tell me? Both of you guys. What did you want to tell me? Double check, double check. Safety first, double check. Safety Now, since this is theater of the mind. Was that a voiceover over like a video or was that actual? Oh, the first day that we signed up for Monday. I apologize. Our department. Okay. Okay, that was an actual... Uh, that was the actual clip. Everybody was actually speaking in this clip. It wasn't yes. like a voiceover or anything. Exactly. Hold on a second. Let me exit this full screen <laughs> and go back to the Trello. Okay. Uh-huh. So, do you want to listen to it one more time? Yeah, one more time. Okay, now, folks, remember... This is what we call theater of the mind. And I know people say it's not theater, it's theater, right? (laughs) But I'm Joe Madison today. (laughs) And Joe Madison says, theater of the mind. (laughs) All right, so here we go. Hold on. Uh, I gotta rewind it. Here we go. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. All right. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Wait. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Sorry. Wait, wait, wait. No. Wait. Wait, wait, wait. What did you want to tell me? Both of you guys. What did you want to tell me? Double check. Double check. Safety first. Double check. Okay. Bungee jumping. 
Like, like, or give your sofa. Ding, ding. Oh, really? <laughs> okay, so now let's show the people what in the heaven's name you were looking at. Oh, really? So yeah. I got it correct. You got it absolutely correct. <laughs> it's not bungee. It's not bungee jumping in its uh, traditional form, but it's bungee jumping nonetheless. All right. So uh, where do you have it here? Go to episode. Uh, uh, here we go. <laughs> All right. Let me tell you something. All right. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. 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 And he was sitting in a chair. In a chair. Wow. That I've never seen that before. <laughs> and for uh, the folks who are watching and don't don't know who Ernesto Morado is, I will never be in that situation. <laughs> oh because yeah. Because I will not put myself in that situation. Oh, uh, did you finish watching that movie Fall? Yes, I did. How, what did you think of it? It had a twist at the end that I wasn't expecting. Right. But it was kind of sad as well. Yeah, unfortunately. Because it, it's in, it's incredible. Not to give any spoilers. If you guys want to see, for those of you who are afraid of heights, fair warning. You're going to have to put your feet, you know, <laughs> on solid, ice or something. Solid ground. Because <laughs> my feet were numb throughout the whole movie. <laughs> But what it showed me is how the mind, without giving anything away, how the mind um, goes into survival mode and creates things mm. to survive. Yeah. I mean, uh, and you know, it's, would you eat a bird raw if you had to? Yeah. If, if, if I, it means surviving. It would sounds, you get sick from it? You probably will, but it's either that or you die. Wow. Yeah. It's either that or you die. It's like the same thing if you're like. Could you cook a bird like in the sun or something? Dude, at that point in time, you're not even thinking about <laughs> cooking anything. You're, you're surviving. It's the same way if you're like in the desert or mm-hmm. or. You're surviving in the jungle. And people got the misconception. Oh, if you're in the jungle, there's water. You don't know that that water's safe. To drink, yeah. To drink. You got to do certain things to the water. Right. But it's either you die of of thirst, of uh, what do they call it, of dehydration, Mm -hmm. or you take a chance and catch an amoeba or get uh, sick, but... It's either that or you die of dehydration. You got to you gotta play Russian roulette. Right. So if I got to eat a bird raw, I got to eat it raw. Yeah, here's the, the movie for you folks if you guys want to check it out. It's called Fall. Here's the trailer. Pause it real quick. Mm-hmm. I must say, um, I was character. I was making fun of the movie as far as like, oh, here we go. Another Sharknado Mm-hmm. Another open water, right? Kind of, a, but believe it or not, these two 
actress and even Negan, the guy who plays Negan, is yeah, like, yeah. I think these these two girls did, did a great a, job. Did a phenomenal job. Yeah, had me convinced the yeah, whole way. Convinced too. me all the way. <laughs> so here's the trailer. horrible thing happened to you. I just want you to be able to move on with your life. Come here. It's coming up on a year. I have something that's planned, and I need a partner in crime. The B-67 TV tower. I haven't climbed since... Becky! If you don't confront your fears, you are always going to be afraid. Ah. Let's do it. Let's climb your stupid tower. <laughs> Very good movie. Yeah, I, I I liked it very much. So, um, so yeah. So you ready for your version, <laughs> your guess? Um, at, at your crack at the game. Yes, I'm ready. <laughs> All right. Shall we play a game? Let's do it. All right. So here it is. Let me know what you think. Hold on, before you play it, before you play it, let me put on my my. Theater of the Mind hat. Uh huh. Get into a happy place in my mind. <laughs> All right, so here we go. All right. All right. Think with your third eye. Yes. And again, if you can if you're listening to us right now, you can type in your guess. And if you get it correct, we will send you a free bottle of Paramin Vitamins. So check us out at theparamidshop.com. Uh, let's see here. Uh, here we go. Any idea? <laughs> All that ran through my mind at that particular moment. Uh-huh. She's singing work, 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 work. Woo. And, and, and all the, it's like she's on a roller coaster or something. <laughs> Is that your final answer? <laughs> yeah. Yeah? All right. Let's see. So the the question uh the, you said that she's on a roller coaster or something. Yeah, she's like on some ride. Okay. Uh, if you guys are online, put your uh, your final comments now. If you if you're watching us right now, put in your comments. Here we go. Gonna re- here's the reveal. All right. <clears throat> you going work, work, work? What the fuck is she? How can she be saying she's on? A, I don't know. <laughs> well, that's my final answer. She's on some kind of amusement park ride. All right, here we go. Here's the reveal. All right. Uh, 
Why isn't it? Uh, let's see. Uh, on the bottom, you have to hit the. the yeah, yeah. And whenever you start it. Uh, one second, folks. Here we go. For those that are just watching, what is uh, going on here? You got a girl um, um, putting on her. Or just listening, rather. Um, you have a girl who's um, putting on her skis. Snowboard. Oh, it's a snowboard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's snowboarding down. What do you call those things that you, you strap yourselves in? What are they called? Bindings? Yeah, she's putting on her bindings. Yeah, she's strapping uh, her boots into her bindings and, and about to go uh, snowboarding down a mountain. Right, yeah. she's snowboarding down a mountain. She got her headphones in. For people that are, you know, playing the game and not watching. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're listening through our legacy feed, um, she's she made a cardinal error. <laughs> she's about to go down a slope uh-huh. in her in her um, snowboard, but she has headphones on. Most people do that snowboard, actually. Yeah, yeah, most people do. You got to be aware of your surroundings. You're doing something dangerous like that. <laughs> you got to be aware. You can That's like driving with your headphones on. That's yeah. that's a no-no. <laughs> People do that too. Nah, it's very dangerous. Right, check this. Out. She narrowly wow. escaped as a bear now, chasing for, her down. And she had no idea. people that are listening through our legacy feed, she's going down the wow, slope. Wow, you heard that? Did you hear that? Mm-hmm. That was odd. I think that had to do with the volume settings on your... No, well, it had nothing to do with volume. That was a stereo uh, glitch. But huh. at any rate, she's going down the slopes and she has her... There it goes again. Something's on. Yeah, something's going on. Let me see. Oh, it's I think you're wiring. Maybe. It's it your should... wire. Every time you pull that wire. Hmm. All right. Well, continue. Uh, let's uh, move on. I'm going to fix so, this. So um, while she's going down the slopes with her headphones on, and obviously she's listening to, um, what's the name of that artist? That's Rihanna. Rihanna. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> she's listening to Rihanna. But unbeknownst to her, in the background, there's a bear chasing her, and she has no idea. Yep. <laughs> and with that. Oh, you got to give me the. Ah. Oh, that's right. <laughs> because I got it wrong. That's right. And with that, it's time for our next segment. Oh. Oh.
the greatest theory of all time is Terrence McKenna's stoned ape theory. He thinks that's how people became people, that we were primates and we stumbled upon <laughs> mushrooms. We started eating them and then we became the better hunters. Up. We got smarter. If you're a monkey and you're eating mushrooms all the time, you probably figure out things. And when they ate them, they realized it makes them see better. It increases visual acuity in low doses. And it also makes you horny. It produces synesthesia. Like it helps cultivate language the way psilocybin interacts with the brain is really perfectly aligned with something that would make the brain grow if primates just kept eating it and evolved into what we are now we might be a combination of like animal and mushroom <laughs> So, folks, don't forget, we at the theparamintshop.com, we carry paramint supplements. That's it's right. A terrific, terrific supplement. We have Brain Boost. We have Thrive. We have Leo. That's right. We got our Brain Boost. This advanced formula combines 10 of nature's most studied and sought-after mushrooms. And that's in one delicious gummy. You got mit, uh, mitaki, shitaki, lion's mane, reishi, cordyceps, shaga, turkey tail, white button, black fungus, royal sun, all in one delicious gummy. Check us out at theparamintshop.com or paramintsup.com. That's P-A-R-A-M-I-N-S-U-P-P.com. <laughs> so so yes um moving along here so i have some uh, interesting topics for you today uh we're now in our current events segment um before we do that i just want to say happy birthday to hip-hop mm. it's it's uh 50th anniversary believe it or not mm. and i'm just gonna play um i, I was gonna play like um a variety of songs, but I'm just gonna play one song because it reminds me, you know, when I was let me see, hip hop started like what 1972, 1973, uh, somewhere around there, uh, 1973, because this is 50th um anniversary, so 1973. So in my heyday, when we were when I was break dancing and popping and locking and putting the cardboard on the concrete and the and the linoleum on the concrete and and dancing my my booty off mm -hmm. um there's a myriad <laughs> of songs that that takes me back to that time but this is just one of them what if you could do SEO smarter and, of course we have and to faster go this ridiculous with Wix you can edit your meta <laughs> but here we go And it's poignant because it's about what we do. This is the Crash Crew. Don't quit the big win, stop the be stopping. Keep 
mother mighty crash And we got a melody that she sure enough smash This here is going down with a great big splash Cause we're pulling all the tricks from out the stand Reggie Ray, Bistro, G-Man, Shuby And a brother by the name of E.K. Mike C And don't you ever in your mind forget the fantasy So, yes, happy birthday, hip-hop. <laughs> happy birthday, hip-hop. 50th. Wow. What a change from then and now. Because now is... Uh, I was playing a video in the background to your song here. You want to hear what the, the song is? Yeah, let's see. That's dope, though. <laughs> I don't know how you how he's doing that with the lasers, but that's pretty cool. That's a hell of a choreograph. <laughs> that's the modern hip hop. The evolution <laughs> of hip hop. Oh my god. Well, we we cannot we cannot celebrate um, hip hop's right. birthday without what? this. Oh, okay. Uh, what do you got uh, for us? Uh, hold on. We cannot celebrate without this. Come on. Here's Wonder Mike, Hank, and Master G, the Sugar Hill Gang. <laughs> <laughs> Now what you hear is not a test, I'm rapping to the beat. And me, the groove, and my friends are gonna try to move your feet. You see, I am Wonder Mike, and I like to say hello. Up to the black, to the white, the red, and the brown, and the purple, and yellow. But first, I gotta bang, bang, the boogie to the boogie. Say up, jump, the boogie to the bang, bang, boogie. Let's rock. You don't stop, rock the rhythm, and I'll make your body rock. Well, so far, you've heard my voice, but I brought two friends along. <laughs> and next on the mic is my man. And with, I have one for you. This is a, a an updated version of uh, <clears throat> uh, one of the greats in hip hop, one of the legends, Dre. <laughs> I bumped into this over the weekend, Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre, yeah, check this out. Somebody, oh, we're going to the West Coast now. Somebody went uh, and, and did this. Check this out. Uh, hold on. Medieval versions. Uh. <laughs> Using medieval instruments. That's dope. <laughs> Yo, the mind. <laughs> and then they got that's still Dre, but then look, they got in the club. The California love. <laughs> Ca- 
California love. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so that you, is creative. So if you guys want to check it out, you're listening to this, uh, it's... Um, it looks like the the channel is Beetle the Bardcore, and it's Dr. Dre beats, but they're medieval. <laughs> my, I can see um, my um, Michelangelo or. Um, <laughs> Could you imagine that Michelangelo bumping oh, Leonardo into <laughs> da Vinci? Be like, <laughs> with a bum ass MP. <laughs> You're never gonna see the dance full empty. <laughs> oh shit, that's some funny shit. <laughs> So, um, yeah, so uh, for this segment, this current event segment, I had a bunch of um, things that I would like to bring up. So, um, uh, as the the intro, we were discussing about some of the things about, you know, uh, you know, our pay ain't shit and all the different things that the Richmond, North of Richmond, what they do. And uh, check out this uh, AI prediction as to what will happen in 2023. This is AI now. So uh, this is another one of the Richmond's uh, tools. You know, this is like they're, they're create, they created this, really. The rich men. I mean, no poor person is creating AI. Right? right. <laughs> so, so check this out. And they're the ones that want to regulate this. And they're, you know, they're, they're wargaming this because... You know that now uh, AI has become the rocket. You know, like the like us in the Cold War. You know, AI has become the rocket now. So, check out what uh, AI is uh, is asking AI what will happen in 2023. Check this out. Interesting. AI, what will happen in 2023? In the year 2023, war breaks out between China and the United States. The population drops drastically as a result of wars and natural disasters, and the stock market crashes due to a major financial crisis. Earthquakes, tsunamis, and typhoons destroy vast parts of Asia, Europe, and America as well. Asking an AI, what will happen in... Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. So not only... Are we going into an economic collapse or we're going into a, a war with China, but also typhoons and fires and all that other stuff? That's what AI is predicting for 2023. Right. And then you have uh, this story. <clears throat> so uh, let's see here. Um, you have this story, which is unbelievable. Um this is happening uh, right evening. now. This is still Mountain, in the aftermath. We have just learned that this is now the deadliest wildfire in modern U.S. history. And just behind us, this is the remnants of a house burned in another blaze as the entire island is battling ideal conditions right now for wildfires. What we know about this tragedy is already unbearable. Nearly 100 dead, more than 2,000 homes and buildings destroyed. But we are still so far from understanding the full toll and we'll explain why tonight. This is the overhead view of the sweeping devastation in Lahaina. We now know that only 3%, 3% of those homes have been checked for bodies. Just next to where we're broadcasting tonight, we have two cars incinerated by the wildfires. That right there was a Tesla. You can see what's left of the front row seats in the wow. distance. That was a lush green hill now scorched to its core. It shows the power of these wildfires. 
The governor has been warning that the death toll will wow, go up, and that. there are still so many residents who escaped the flames but are now searching for their loved ones and tonight angry at officials and a warning system they say failed them. MG, wrong turn! Wrong turn! Tonight, this is what it looked and felt like escaping the Lahaina wildfire. Oh no, oh no, guys. No, we have to leave. This new video showing the sheer panic as a family stuck in a line of cars had minutes to escape before the flames engulfed the road out. This is a disaster. That drive through hell is how Rafa Ochoa and his family made it out alive. I knew it was bad. And it was moving fast. And it was moving fast, really fast. It got, it got to our homes within seconds. With the fast-moving fire closing in on his home, Ochoa heroically grabbed both his kids and his friend's children. Their parents were at work and scrambled everyone out. Did you hear any alarms? Did you get any kind of warning? No alarms, no warning, nothing. No, no sign, nothing. That it's typical. When is the U.S. government going to warn you on anything? Now, it's a... It's a tragedy, you know, what happened on that island. Are you familiar with the banyan tree? Banyan tree? Uh, not, not, I, I'm thinking it's like that weird-looking African tree, but I don't think that's what you're talking about. Hawaii in, in, in Maui has this incredible tree. They call it, I think it's called a banyan, banyan tree. Yeah, Maui, yeah, I see it here. Mm-hmm. It survived the fire. It just got maybe a little scorched, but it survived the fire. Wow. Show the people so they can see what the banyan, if they don't know what the banyan tree is. Okay, so let's see. So, yeah, this is the banyan tree here. And they really, it's an incredible, it's like a 400-year-old tree. Oh, let's see. Uh, so during Christmas, they deck it out, and it looks so beautiful. Hmm. That looks kind of small. Let's see if I can get a bigger. Uh, let's see if I can get a bigger uh, view of this. <clears throat> That's it. Let's see Look at that. That's one tree. That right there is one tree. No. That's one tree? That's one tree. See the trunk right there in the middle? Oh, okay. Yeah, there it goes. Uh, it just got lightly, from what I've heard, I they, it just got lightly scorched. Hmm. And as you can see, oh, that's an actual photo of the fire. Yeah, of the aftermath of it yeah, surviving. So yeah, so you see it survived. Yeah. And then I guess uh, what it looked like before uh, looked like that. See, uh, here we go. Wow, it's like they're like interweaving trees. Yeah, huh? But it's all one tree. Once it all stems out of one system. Mm. That's now, a very interesting tree. It is. Now, as far as the warnings, uh-huh. right? No warnings whatsoever. Right. But yet, they say that I believe they have like a practice um, warning once a week mm-hmm. where they blare this this horn. Fuck yeah, if they're not going to use it. Then when they needed it, <laughs> they didn't do it. Right. 
Unbelievable. Every time there's a tragedy, mm-hmm. what follows always a tragedy? Uh, conspiracy. Conspiracy. <laughs> well, I got some more conspiracy, and I'm going to just dive into the, the conspiracy. They're saying with, that this might have been a direct energy, energy weapon. weapon. Yeah, I have more on that, and we'll discuss that rabbit hole as we get into the conspiracy hour. Um, but I so that was one thing that was going on in in current events today. Um, so as you saw, AI predicted. You know, a war with China it predicted uh, all these wildfires and all these things to happen in 2023. Tsunamis. And you have wildfires in Canada, wildfires in Maui, wildfires in California. I mean, I'm almost worried that we might be getting another tornado event in this area because... I mean that's Oh no 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 let's not even put that in the I'm I'm let's I'm not, not put that I'm in not the universe hoping for it at all but the way you know things are looking and what AI is predicting it got me thinking like it's it's not like impossible <laughs> which is scary it's very scary Well like I was telling you about the Durban Accord and bricks right something is about to pop. Right. We've been saying this for a while. But now, what is it? Brazil? Brazil, Russia, Russia India, China, Saudi Arabia, and, and South, South Africa. Africa. Yeah. They're joining together to make one super currency. Right. And abandoning the dollar altogether. Yeah. Yeah. So, so something's going on. The 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 United States currency is not going to be the world reserve currency anymore. But you know, if uh, if you're watching this, then you're watching it through uh, either the Pyramid Shop or wherever. But you could always go to theparamid.com, and right there, you we have free documentaries for those that are subscribed. And one of those documentaries is by one of the um, top financial analysts. Ray Dalio and his thing is that right now what we're experiencing is a new world order. Oh yeah. A shift where we were the new world order happened where we came up on top after World War II. Now another new world order is forming where it looks like uh, Brazil, Russia, China, they're going to be the ones on top. Yeah and I saw um a news uh, cast by uh, Al Jazeera, and they're calling it the New World Order. Oh, yeah. So, wow. So, you know, we're on to something here. So, um, that being said, there's something else going on that is affecting us in particular. This thing, what's happening, I, I, I got bumped into this uh, podcast. Uh, it's called... Um, uh, I believe it's called extremists. Oh, yeah. It's called Tech Against Terrorism. Okay. And check out uh, what the next thing that's going on in the in the tech world that we're going to have to now deal with. Oh, Christ. Yeah. Here we go. Now, this is audio only, but I can actually play the uh, the the script on... on um, on the screen here, so check this out. 
So I think the podcasts have been really central to building the international far-right network. Hi, I'm, I'm the research manager at Tech Against Terrorism, an organization that supports the global tech sector tackle terrorist and violent extremist use of the internet whilst respecting human rights. Welcome back to another episode of our podcast. This week, we're discussing the use of podcasts by extremist actors, a growing and concerning trend. Over the last 10 years or so, extremists have increasingly been leveraging podcasts as a platform to spread their messages, recruit followers, and network with like-minded individuals. Extremist groups and networks on the far right have developed an alternative media ecosystem that is reinforcing and normalizing hateful ideologies, fringe ideas, and conspiracy theories. And the ease of creating and distributing audio content has allowed these actors to regularly produce material that reaches a global audience and amplifies their extremist worldviews. Our first guest today is Dr. Megan Squire, the Deputy Director for Data Analytics and Open Source Intelligence at the Southern Poverty Law Center, whose work applies techniques from data science and cybersecurity to track and expose networks of hate and extremism online. In her most recent study, Dr. Squire examined 18 US-based extremist podcasts, exploring the narratives they share and the techniques they use to evade flagging and deplatforming. Also joining us is Bjorn Eiler, an internationally renowned expert on preventing radicalization and violent extremism, co-founder and CEO of counterterrorism NGO Glitterpill, and director of the Khalifa Eiler Institute, a global peace-building foundation. I started by asking Megan about the history of extremist podcasts and the kind of actors currently employing this form of media. Now check out what they have to say about this. Pause it. So what do you think? Are we an extremist podcast? We talk up our podcast. If those of you that tune into us, what we discover, what we uh, discuss here is current events, conspiracies and paranormal phenomena which somehow puts us in the fringe right because we talk about conspiracies. But we we say it all the time. We're not right or left. Don't label us. Don't try to stick a label on us. We are, if anything... We, we are on the Nebuchadnezzar and we hover. hover. Exactly. Hover. That's, that's, <laughs> that's a Joe Madison. We hover. <laughs> we hover, theater of the mind. No, we hover above all that stuff. Right, exactly. So, but check, what do you, check out what the, their thought process on, of this is. Podcast, it's kind of short, now, you know? Uh, uh, pause it, pause it, pause it. No, no, where is this from? What what publication is this? It's from? called Tech Against uh, Extremists. Um, that's the name of, or, or tech, tech Against Terrorism. And the, name of, and the name of the person that's uh, 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 reading this is Anne, whoever. Anne, uh, uh, well, the person that did the uh, introduction is uh, Anne Cranin. Not, uh, so this is this is not AI saying this. This is an actual person wrote this. Yes. Okay. Well, what, what we're watching on screen is automated, obviously, but this is actual somebody talking. Okay. Okay. So, uh... So they are interviewing this person, Megan Squire, um, and just check out what she what she has to say. If you think of podcasts, it's kind of short, you know, the existence of a podcast only a couple a decade, right? But if we expand that out to include like radio history, that's actually a pretty long and storied of these threat actors using audio media, right, to promote their viewpoints. You can go all the way back to the pre-World War II era, the Father Coughlin era, 
we have a bit of that material in the part four of our report where we go back into the history of um, using radio to try to promote hateful, divisive ideas. In the modern era, we still see some, some use of radio as a medium, but podcasting has turned out to be a little bit less expensive and the reach through the internet uh, it's a little bit easier to access. You can, you can get do more with less, I guess. So yeah, currently we, we mostly talk about podcasts. And then more recently, uh, moving into video streams, sometimes with actual Another video, thing sometimes that we're just doing using too. the audio portion of that to promote messages. So I would say how long have they used podcasts? Probably over, I mean, if we include radio, right? Well over 100 years. Most of the podcasts that we studied were produced by organized groups, although some were not. We tried to pick a mix, right? And then some of them were individual vehicles. So, but the, even those podcasts tended to have um, recurring guests or co-hosts that, that they would bring in as kind of semi-regular cast members, I guess. And then ideologically, we again tried to pick a mix of the different flavors of, of hate and extremism. So there were some uh, neo-Confederate podcasts, there were some neo-Nazi podcasts. We had a variety of what used to be called the alt-right podcasts. Um, yeah, so just a, a big mix there. Some uh, anti-government style podcasts. So that, we had about 18. I think we're in the anti-government style podcast. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> I, I don't know, but this is, the. I mean, the way they're describing podcasting and, and these terror terrorists. I don't uh, know. You know what? It's what? got me a little worried, especially because we got an explosive guest coming on the podcast soon. And uh, what this reminds me of is. Call me crazy. Mm. But what this is reminding me of is. Of like what a couple of. Uh, guys got together. I don't know if you remember this. Mm. Some dudes got together, right? And they said, why should we be under the thumb of the king? So they decided to detach. The, uh, uh, let me see if I can recall this. They decided to detach from the monarchy and create a country where you have Freedom of speech, I think it was called. <laughs> yeah. So we thought. Or freedom of the press. Freedom of the press. Freedom of. I believe it was freedom. Freedom of speech was a big one with them. <laughs> right? Yeah. And then they, I believe they created a nation. Right. After various wars. Yeah. After they fought against the. the tyrannical king right and then and then they had if, if i'm trying to remember they they had 13 colonies and that 13 colony colonies evolved into what they called i believe is the united what is united uh nations no um, states. States. There you go. The United States. <laughs> the United States of Christopher Columbus. Uh, no, <laughs> close. <laughs> of America. 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 I was thinking America Vespucci. <laughs> so they created a nation where everybody has 
in, in indelible indelible rights or or and we have freedom of press whatever press is mm-hmm. um and freedom of of speech right wow that was a long time ago i think right freedom of speech there's some, there's something called freedom of <laughs> that was a long time ago <laughs> where you could say what anything that you you know want Want and not get prop, especially like in a town square. You can, you know, hear ye, hear ye. Wow, <laughs> that's and, what it reminds me of. Yeah, like, that's what this whole video reminds me of. That people, you know, have the because I believe the notion that they have the ability to speak they their call mind. These guys, the I think they call them the forefathers, right? <laughs> so they call this group of dudes. You know, they created a nation that they could say whatever they want. You know, it, it could be um, against government. It could be against whatever it is. You know, as long as you're not physically hurting someone. Right. Right. You could say whatever you want. That's what they, they initially built. I believe that's what it was. <laughs> yeah, and not anymore because now we're now, now we're under the bricks. Uh, so China doesn't have those sorts of uh, uh, no, freedoms. Now what we're what we're in now is we're headed towards a social score. Um, no privacy. Right. Um. A new world order. Mm-hmm. And if you don't abide, you know, by by the wishes of the people up top, you can be de- denied entrance to certain venues, like a restaurant. If you if you didn't get the jab, you couldn't enter certain restaurants. So there's still people that live in denials. There's still people that don't believe in masks. There's still people out there that say, well, we don't have to do social distancing and all this kind of stuff. There is misinformation out there. And my point of it was basically, look, there's no one that knows more about a bicep than I do because I studied this issue for 50 years. And the same is also with the virus. There are people out there that are experts that study this year after year after year and that are experienced like Dr. Fauci that has been in this, uh, you know, probably for his entire life. I mean, why would you not believe someone like that so, and there's so many other scientists out there and experts on this subject. So I believe them and I follow them very carefully. And of course, sometimes uh, things are happening that are unexpected. So then you have to make the adjustments in order. But I think people should know there is a virus here. It kills people. And the only way we prevent it is, is to get vaccinated, to wear masks, to do social distancing, washing your hands all the time, and not just to think about, well, my freedom is being kind of disturbed here. No, screw your freedom. Because with freedom comes obligations and, uh, and kind of responsibilities. I, lo- <laughs> I love you. I love you, Arnie, but. <laughs> you just put your foot in your mouth right How could you say screw that? Screw your freedom. <laughs> and did you say and that? It, it's it's <laughs> it's ironic that you bring that up because they're trying to bring it back. 
Yeah, they are. They're trying to bring it back. They're trying to bring those mandates back. Yes, they are. And they're going to be they're going to make it a lot worse. Check check out what they say about podcasts just real quickly. I turned to Megan to learn what it is about podcasts specifically that makes them a useful communication tool for extremists. They're very low cost to produce. So you basically just need a microphone and some recording software. You can throw the file up and it'll get scooped up, hopefully, or they hope, you know, put different podcast catchers and then distributed to a pretty wide audience. So it's cross-platform, low skill, and wide distribution. Those are pretty magical um, features. So they say, you know, we're low skill. You know, I this is not easy to do, folks. To do a podcast, is especially one that we that we do here, it's not easy to do. It, it, this Let is, me tell you, something. requires a lot of research, staying in the know, being aware of things, bringing out articles, talking about them, having an opinion, standing behind your opinion, putting your face out there, letting the public know who you are. There's a lot of things that comes along with the podcast that isn't uh, low skill and wide. Yeah, you try to get a podcast with wide distribution. Go for it. Go for it. Let me tell you something. I'm, I've been a big fan, an avid fan of radio. I don't know why I didn't get into radio because I listen to more radio than I watch TV. Mm. I, I've always have. There's well, some, this is a natural transition. This it's it's something about radio that I love. And for people, you know, especially what what do they call them now? Generation X, Gen Z, Gen Z, yeah, yeah. They don't understand what it is to like be curled up in a chair, right, and listening to a ball game, mm. not watching it, but listening it, listening, listening to a ball game, and have the host, the sportscaster. Go play by play. Mm. There's nothing better. <laughs> Very entertaining. So you listen to the greats like Paul Harvey, mm -hmm. right? And you say to yourself, man, that guy has it easy. You listen to the greats like Rush Limbaugh. Oh, that dude has it easy. All he has to do is yippity yap, uh, but but that yippity yap is not. Let me tell you, and, I, and people like Rush Limbaugh, you know, he does that just himself, ranting and raving all by himself. But you know, that's not easy to do. That's what? not easy. This to is do. not, and got people like Larry King, right, who can just ramble on a topic. Not stumble for hours. Mm -hmm. This is not an easy job. No. Not, not only is not easy being behind the microphone, but then you have to do all that research. Right. And let me tell you, doing this podcast, I might do 1% to what these guys do. Mm. These guys, they hear a lot of radio, they watch a lot of news, they read 
a lot of books. These guys, they this. Well, that's what I do. That's every day. I, I mean, I don't, I don't sit down and read, but yeah, I listen but to audio books. We don't have the, we don't have the luxury of doing it full time because we have jobs. Yeah, but, but these people are buried deep. I'm talking about the greats because mm-hmm. now. Well, we're on that path. I mean, you know, now I'm working hard to be to but be again, up there. Again, doing what we do, doing what Joe Rogan does, doing what PBD does, or those bozos that that no boys. <laughs> yeah, it's not easy. No, it's not easy. You know, and the great thing about podcasting now is we have a voice. Right. We have evoked our freedom of speech. Now it's not only watching what the people up top say, listen to these people. Now you have a variety. Uh, Yes, if there's a lot of misinformation out there, absolutely. But you get misinformation from the news. Yeah, You get misinformation from the greats. You get misinformation from Animal Planet. You know, the, the, we, that mermaid show, that was an Animal Planet misinformation. Yeah. And then at, at the after and, I was believing, I was like, fuck, there's mermaid. Right. They said, no, it's a mockumentary. Right, right. So there's disinformation everywhere. Did we go to the moon? Uh, I just heard. I just heard there's like one little stumble in the... In the SpaceX program. Mm. Now we got to postpone it. Now we cannot go to the moon maybe until 2025. Oh, my God. Dude, we've been there before. Right. And we still can't. We've been there before. (laughs) So it's up to you to to pick and choose. You know, we do. We, you know, we're not journalists by any stretch of the imagination. But we have, you, you know, your regular Joes that read and watch what's going on and don't swallow the pill. Hmm. And we question everything. The only thing I believe is this. See this right here? I'm feeling it. I have it in front of me. I pull on it and a vapor comes out. But that's because I have it right here. Not because you told me this is what it is. Right. So. Yeah. So check out what they. Now, what they say about this. I mean, uh, the way they describe it. I mean, it, 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 it seems like they're coming after us. Podcasters. Check this out. So it's cross-platform, low skill, and wide distribution. Those are pretty magical um, features if you're, you know, if you're trying to promote hateful ideas. There's also a variety of different platforms that they can live on. So you're not sort of hitching your wagon just to Spotify or just to Apple Podcasts. There's a wider distribution network. And this is helpful if you're trying to stay under the radar of one or not get content moderated, right? Like you, if you're just on YouTube or you're just on Twitch or something streaming, you're beholden to that platform to not kick you off. Podcasts are a little looser. So you control the file and how it gets recorded. And then from there, it gets distributed more broadly. So they're actually, you know, turns out to be a pretty effective 
means of uh, building community and spreading propaganda. Bjorn echoed Megan's. So I, I guess podcasts are a, way, a means of spreading propaganda. <laughs> you know what it is? We're stepping on a lot of toes. Mm. Here's what the, this guy, Bjorn Eiler, says. Check this out. So I think the podcasts have been really central to building the international far-right network. They've become kind of a tool for building connections and for amplifying each other across national borders, across various relationships, uh, etc. And so, again, like they're amplifying each other, but also like pulling each other in and building this international platform, if you like, of narratives that are all kind of converging in different ways and where we see things like Nordic far-right extremists are really importing a lot of ideas from the far-right in the US and the UK and Germany, etc. And so there's also like this exchange of ideas, exchange of individuals and like a whole kind of landscape. That's what they're afraid of, an exchange of ideas. Yeah, I mean, we're communicating with each other. Yeah. They want to keep us in a bubble. That's exactly right. They want to keep us in a bubble. So I, uh, uh, you now, heard the sound. Now, question is, mm-hmm. how long can these platforms survive without the the FCC Mm, rear it, that's what I feel like is coming in. They're rear gonna, their ugly heads. I'm going to butt in. And, and now you're going to need like FCC license and yeah, what, to it provide seem, a podcast. It seems like what they're trying to uh, attack is people that are having their podcasts off of like, you know, the standard, you know, YouTube where they get moderated, you know, because our podcast is on the podcasting 2.0 platform. Where, you know, we could continue to say the things that we're saying without getting demonetized or taken down or banned. Because, you know, these other platforms, they're working hand in hand. And the and the Twitter files say everything about that. You know, the, the hand in hand that uh, tech companies work with the, the government. So, you know, if uh, they don't want your story to get out, they do whatever they can to shut it up. And you know what? We're tired of this. We're tired of this because you know what? The UFO story, there's truth to it. The conspiracy about JFK, there's truth to it. The conspiracy about uh, El Cuco, there's truth to it. So the conspiracy of 9-11, there's, there's truth, truth to, to it. it. Right. Right. So, I and mean. We're coming up to the anniversary of it. Yeah, and I'm a little worried about the anniversary, to be honest, with the way everything is going. I'm a little worried about it, but uh, you heard the sound, so it's time to go into our next segment. why mushrooms are the first thing I eat every morning. Aside from being a great source of micronutrients like vitamin D, the mushrooms that I eat are incredible for brain health. Every morning I eat reishi, turkey, kale, and lion's mane. It's already been 
proven that lion's mane protects your brain from cognitive decline. For example, one cause of Alzheimer's is a buildup of brain plaque called amyloid beta. Lion's mane mushrooms remove amyloid beta from the brain. Turkey tail benefits gut health and improves your immune system. fatigue and might even fight cancer mushrooms are more powerful than we have any idea about try starting your day with mushrooms and see how much better you feel if you eat this you might get accused of taking the limitless pill this is the lion's mane mushroom and it clears brain fog like nothing else it's even been studied for its ability to grow new brain cells through boosting something called nerve growth factor you have to eat lion's mane every day to get its benefits so i take it in a gummy and then <laughs> yes, yes. Don't forget to go to the paramedshop.com and get your paramed supplements. In addition to paramed supplements, we have fungi Swag. coffee. Oh, and fungi coffee. We, got it. we we do our coffee, mushroom infused coffee, delicious. Um, I take it every day and I love the taste and the way it makes me feel. And the same token, we have our swag. If you guys want to get some gear with our pyramid logo, we got a Paramay's, uh hoodie that I actually love. And uh, every time you buy something off the off the website, you support the cast so that we can continue. And, and you can watch the the full cast live on the website, theparamidshop.com. So check us out here. This is theparamidshop.com. This is the full stream. You can get to see us live, support the show. Here's links to the the supplements, to the coffee, and to the Substack. Uh, here's our uh, swag and one of my favorites. Can't wait to get this in studio. The Space Force Tea. Check us out. Check out the Space Force Tea right here. I love that T-shirt. And look at the back. Check that out. So can't wait to get this. Buy it for the whole fam. I'm going to try to get it for in kid sizes as well. So everyone can rock the United States Space Force T. And we got plenty of other things here on the paramedshop.com. Hoodies, windbreaker jackets. It's getting into fall. So get your pyramid jacket soon you know windbreakers is going to be uh, needed for the wind for the rain so if you want to be in style check out the paramaze hoodie and this is embroidered folks embroidered logos so check out you have it in red and All you have it in original design that's right you have it in red you have it in black and you have it in gray so check us out the pyramid shop.com not only for people that are watching us on tiktok um, I would advise you to go to either Facebook or Twitch and go to the Pyramid. What is our handle on Facebook? On Facebook? Well, on Facebook, we don't really have a particular handle. You can find us on uh, Ernesto Morado. You go to Ernesto, A-N-E-S-T-O-M-O-R-A-D-O, 
and you can see the right all the bells and whistles we'll need to build a page up on uh, facebook uh facebook you know right now it's not something we are heavily uh, uh, on because most people don't really uh, use the platform for that kind of things as much anymore. But nonetheless, we got to, uh, you know, have a centralized way so people come come see the cast. Mostly it's on Facebook for those that are uh, know us and those are the people that encourage us to do this podcast in the beginning. So this is there so that they could see us and go over to where we really want everybody to go over to the pyramidshop.com watch the live stream there and then you can subscribe and get all the bells and whistles at the pyramid.com and uh, we hope to see you over at the pyramid.com we love and appreciate everybody and don't forget to donate I'm saying, how you think a nigga's supposed to get this shit? And this shit don't, money don't grow on trees. Shit don't fire. Come on, man. I'm saying, how you think a nigga's supposed to get this shit? And this shit don't, money don't grow on trees. Shit don't fire the sky, nigga. Uh oh, cops are pulling you over. But wait, you have rights. So let's watch some pigs and shit. Taco Bell and Niles. I'm sitting here waiting for my food. And this guy. Looks like this. This is horrible. This is ridiculous. For those that are listening, it looks like uh, the server, one of the guys in the drive-thru window, is tweaking on drugs here. That's so sad, man. That is sad, man. Bro, are you good? What's going on with you, man? No, we're waiting for food, man. You got a whole line. You've been sitting here nodding out at the drink machine, man. Yeah, I feel that, bro. Just... Bro, you should probably not be working right now. I feel that, bro. It's just been a long ass. Nah, man. No. What do you mean? Dude, we're waiting for food. I get We've that, been sitting yeah. here waiting. Only two of us yeah, man, and you're sitting here nodding out at the drink machine. So who's making the food? Yeah. Like, I, I don't understand what y'all are doing. Like, for real, y'all come to work like this? This shit is fucked yeah. up. I promise, all we're doing is making the food. Nah, man, you guys are on drugs. Nah, 
I swear to God, I don't. Dude, I got you on video, bro. Look at his shirt. Oh my God. I put that on everything I love. I don't do. Look, can I get a refund? Yeah. But I'm going to be real, yeah, bro. It's just a tour Man, no, dude. Like, two of you are standing right here. Nobody's back there making food. So this was an interesting pigs and shit. Uh, I've never... Uh, this was uh, in the queue. Uh, how did this get on the, the pigs and shit radar? I believe I put that in there. <laughs> this is an interesting video yeah, here. Yeah, man. Bro, I don't care about that. I ordered food and I'm I've been make sitting a, here for like a half hour. Like you guys are. <laughs> I'm gonna do a a little admission here live on the Paramount Podcast. Uh huh. When I was younger, in my twenties, mm -hmm. right, and I had all the energy in the world, but I still needed a boost, right? Mm -hmm. One time I went hanging out again. I'm running a business here with my with my family, mm -hmm. right? One particular night, I go out hanging out all night long with the boys, playing pool, drinking, and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. I get home about 5 in the morning, mm -hmm. right? Got to be up at 6.30. The, the store opens up at 7, mm -hmm. and it's my turn, to, you know, to open. Mm-hmm. I have a plan, like, I get, like, I hardly have any sleep in me, mm. but I'm going to get to the store, I'm going to pop a couple of no-dose pills. You familiar with no-dose? No. Uh, there, There is a product that you can buy, it's like a caffeine pill. Okay. Put it up on the, on the screen. I'm going to look it up here. Uh, give me one second. Please sit tight and hold on to your pence and quid. Pablo Morado is trolling the internet for whatever topic they were just discussing. The real challenge is knowing how vast the cosmos is. Uh, this? Yeah, that's no <laughs> dose, right? Alertness aid. So from time to time when I would do go on these uh, hangout binges, mm -hmm. you know, I'll pop a couple of these, right? Mm -hmm. But one day... On this particular day, I, I got home about 5.30, 5 to 5.30. I had to get up. In an hour and a half, I get up. My plan is take a no-dose, and I'll fight through the day, you know, and uh, go home and then finally catch up on sleep. Mm -hmm. But I am so tired that when I get home, you know, I had a little... Uh, like farmers, like a little section for with pharmaceutical items. Okay, you know I had Tylenol and mm -hmm. all the pain, um, like Advil and no dose was part of it. But I also sold the product called Sleep and All, which is like a sleep, uh, uh something to help you sleep, mm -hmm. right? But I was so tired. That I took the sleep and all box, I opened it up thinking I was opening up a no dose. Oh no. I popped a couple of sleeping pills. Oh my God. On top of you being already exhausted. Tired. 
So I'm saying to myself, I take the two pills. I'm like, I'm waiting for the jolt of the caffeine, mm-hmm. right? For the alertness that it's <laughs> supposed to provide. Uh-huh. And I'm, and again, people who know me know I've never done any drugs. My drug of choice is tobacco. Mm. I smoke cigars. I'll chew it. I'll dip it. I love tobacco. And it's probably going to be, you know, inevitably the one that's going to kill me. <laughs> but tobacco is my thing. Uh-huh. Nothing beyond that. Drinking, I used to like, I like myself a beer and maybe a good cognac. or, But not even that anymore, mm. you know. But never did any kind of hard drugs. Okay. But boy, if you would have saw me that day, I was nodding just like this dude. I was on the register. I was like, <laughs> "Oh no!" <laughs> and I'm scaring myself. Like, no. <laughs> oh my and I'm god! I'm thinking, what the fuck? Why isn't this no dose working? Am I that tired? Mm. And a customer said, "Dude, dude, huh?" Uh, (laughs) Oh, my God. And I noticed the box that I opened. It was the sleeping pill. Oh, my God. So I feel for that dude, but that dude is not. That's not a sleeping sleeping pill. No, it's not. But with that, it's time for our next segment. Seems like we have some technical difficulties. This but. is the Paramount Podcast. <laughs> so um, something interesting happened. Uh, we haven't gotten to discuss this on on the cast. It happened uh, uh, a couple days ago. Um, do you know anything about Lizzo? Lizzo, that's the artist, right? Mm-hmm. Did you hear anything about her? Uh, not as of lately, no. So here's some current events that happened, and uh, it's not so deep and dark as we are, we're about to find out some of the dark stuff happening in the conspiracy uh, hour, but uh, this is a little did bit... She, did she do an Ernesto Morado? Which is? Have half a rack of ribs? 
Well, I think she. Well, you you tell. Him, actually, I'm gonna play this, and you tell me if she did a uh, Nesto Morado. <laughs> okay, <laughs> this sounds like she might have. <laughs> let's see. We'll, we'll, let's see if you can judge. Lizzo's hit songs are often accompanied by messages of body positivity. Watch out for the big girls. While promoting her Emmy-winning reality show, Watch Out for the Big Girls, Lizzo told today she was looking for dancers who match that message. I finally had the platform to do an open call audition for girls who look like me. But in a new lawsuit filed by three former dancers, Lizzo was accused of weight shaming. One of the dancers, Ariana Davis, says Lizzo called attention to her weight gain with thinly veiled concerns, though she never explicitly stated it. I just had this feeling that they had a problem with the way I was gaining weight. Davis filed the suit with Crystal Williams and Noel Rodriguez. They allege that at an after party at a strip club in Amsterdam where sexually explicit acts were taking place on stage, Lizzo began inviting cast members to take turns touching the performers. I briefly touched the performer. I was very mortified. Everyone burst into laughter. It's something Davis says she didn't want to do but felt pressured to do. I did not ask for it. Um, I said no multiple times. According to the suit, the dancers also allege Lizzo falsely accused them of drinking alcohol before shows, and because of that, they were forced to audition for their jobs again. She would pick and choose when she wanted to be professional and when she wanted things to be personal. Both Williams and Davis say they were fired this past spring while Rodriguez resigned. In an interview, Davis also describing an interaction with Lizzo. She proceeded to say, you know, dancers get fired for gaining weight. You should basically be grateful to be here. The trio is also suing Lizzo's production company and her dance captain, Shirlene Quigley, accusing her of forcing her religious beliefs on them. Lizzo has not commented on the suit. A champion of positivity on stage, now accused of enabling a toxic work environment behind the curtain. You go from preaching about sisterhood to then turning around and saying that it's a privilege that you know us by name. Efforts by NBC News to reach Lizzo's... So what, what, do you, what do you think about this? <laughs> it's typical. I thought she was going to have what, what I typically do, maybe. So is this an Ernesto Morado do, uh, deal? No. <laughs> going to I, a strip club, touching the strippers? <laughs> no, Ernesto Morado go to the supermarket, get himself a rack of ribs, uh-huh. you know, season that bad boy up, get that uh, barbecue, barbecue. <laughs> Get that bad boy going, put it on the grill, dab some of that good bubble gump barbecue <laughs> sauce on it, smoke it, and I'll I can I can smoke some ribs. <laughs> well, that's not what she. Well, maybe that's what she was doing, smoking some ribs. <laughs> um, I can smoke some ribs and I can eat me some ribs. That, that's what she was doing by uh, telling, saying, "Hey, you need to lose a little weight here." She was smoking uh, some ribs, but check but out. it's it's typical. You know, she's promoting. Uh, this doesn't phase you at all. This is something you said typical. It's it's typical because everybody. You know her her agenda is like inclusivity, mm-hmm. right? Everybody, no matter their weight, their their race or whatever, should have you know equal time, you know, on the on the limelight. Mm-hmm. But now she's on top, right? She's hiring people, and she's doing what everybody else does in Hollywood. Mm. 
Oh, you're gaining you're gaining too much weight. Well, uh, check out this guy, Tim Dillon. Have you heard of Tim Dillon? No, should I? Uh, well, Tim Dillon is a is a comedian. He's he's a pretty funny comedian. Check out his take on uh, and and he's he's of our category, uh, healthy. <laughs> so he has a a, a healthy stand, healthy healthy. It's H E L F T Y. Right, healthy and hefty. <laughs> Healthy. That's right. So check out what Tim Dillon had to say about this incident here. And this is just to bring a little uh, uh, levity. levity. <laughs> Lizzo is now with this story about to be a fan of the Tim Dillon show. I can always point to I saw when David Dobrik had that issue. He, I said, he's about to become a fan of the Tim Dillon show. You can always pinpoint the moment in someone's career when they become a fan of the Tim Dillon show. Lizzo, whether you know it or not, you are about to become a fan of the Tim Dillon show because now you're going to start to hear things with uh, Virgin Ears. New, new. You're going to be. It's Virgin Ears because the you're going to actually hear me for the first time after this event. You're going to hear me for the first time, and you're going to go. You know, some of what he's saying makes sense. Um, number one, what a mistake to hire ten Lizzos to to be. If you look or sound like me. I am throwing you in front of a train. There is zero, this idea that she's going to create a community of fat Lizzo's that are all going to get along and love each other, that they're not going to turn around and go, why is this bitch the lead? (laughs) When they all look like her and they all are icing their fucking ankle after the number and everybody is going, why is this bitch the... So what Lizzo tried to do is she said, we're going to have a show called Watch Out for the Big Girls where I'm going to get all these fat backup dancers and I'm going to put them behind me and it's going to be a celebration of the body and of uh, big girls dancing and everything like that. And and then so predictably, like uh, everything. Uh-huh. Now, question arises in my mind. Mm-hmm. That that stage has to be reinforced. (laughs) (laughs) They need to calculate. (laughs) Because you have like four or five Ernesto Morados on the stage. (laughs) You better be sure you got some. They have to do (laughs) weigh-ins. You have to have some reinforced steel on the there. You have to do a UFC weigh-in to work. (laughs) No, no, no weigh-ins necessary. You just have to reinforce the bad boy with steel. But uh, check out what actually happened here. They turned on her. They turned on Lizzo. Number one, they turned on her because they said they were weight-shamed by Lizzo. Because... There's a point when you're too fat. And Lizzo probably said, listen, we're all fat. We got to behave here. Because when you have so many fat people together, they can influence each other in negative ways. (laughs) And maybe Lizzo walks in on two of these dancers and they are eating a peanut butter out of the jar together and, and pawing it out like the poo would with honey. You know, two of them are in the room, and Lizzo goes, well, oh, hey, guys, we got rehearsal right now. And these women, are they just have their fingers in the jar of peanut butter. 
and you know, just licking it off. And Lizzo goes, listen, I'm a fat bitch. I get it. But you have to be professionally fat, you know? So this is the issue. When you have a bunch of fatty bunbatties, all you, everybody, you know, it's like a bunch of junkies. You've been in a house with a bunch of junkies and then certain people start deciding who's at, like being too much of a junkie. I used to hang out in crack houses where certain people would like, they'd be sober for an hour and they would turn around to somebody else and they'd go, you got to get your act together. Because that's what junkies do. In the same way, when you have a bunch of fat people and somebody's been on keto for 13 minutes, they start looking at everybody else going, look at this fat pig. Look at that piece of shit, huh? There is a dysfunction inherent in such a community where all of these people are big. It's a thing. You're not, everybody's not supposed to be fat. Everybody's not supposed to be gay. Everybody's not supposed to be anything. They're supposed to be, you know, you, it's like a little bit. You, you give a couple of fat people here, a couple of gay people here, a couple of trans people here. It, it makes it interesting. Not, ev- not everybody, Oberlin College, 70% of you can't be gay, non-binary, LGBT, whatever. That's not the thing. Like, oh, he's it, gay, by the way. If you didn't catch that, he's gay. Oh, I, I, I'm seeing the the <laughs> sugar sprinkling. The tank. You can't just have every fat person in the world on a tour bus. Can you imagine Lizzo's tour bus <laughs> pulling up in your town, and it's just one after the other? It's almost like the the eight wonders of the seven wonders of the world <laughs> when every single woman gets off that tour bus, each one fatter than the last. <laughs> and they go, that's the concert. They, no, those and, are the and they're all gone. Imagine, Formal- the, imagine the, the Lizzle tour bus, right? Uh-huh. Getting off on the parking lot of Golden Corral. <laughs> <laughs> the owner's like, no. <laughs> no. Oh, you can eat buffet. Yeah. The like, no, 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 no. dancers were weight shamed and pressured while at a strip club. Here's the other thing I want to say. If you're a fat person and you hire fat people, one of the fun things to do is to call them fat. You can't call your thin employees fat, although that is fun too. And, uh, you know, if you are thin, it's mean to call fat people fat. But, but it's kind of like the N-word, which I don't use because I'm not black. But if I have a fat employee, I should be able to call them fat, fatty, fatty. <laughs> I should be able to call them piglet. I should be able to make jokes about their weight because I am also fat, and that entitles me to make jokes about their weight and demean them. And if they can't handle that, they should not have taken the job. That is one of the benefits of a fat person who hires. So, uh, what do you think of this guy, Tim Dillon? Uh... <laughs> Well, another podcaster with uh, with his own opinion. Oh yeah, he's a great comedian. And uh, what 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 happened here is that what he what he makes a a, a a connection is it's very true. I mean, Lizzo basically created something that never happened. That their position never existed before. There's no such thing as a fat backup dancer. That doesn't exist. Well. This is what that reminds me of. <laughs> Put up my channel, please. Oh, okay. Oh, hold on. We got a 
go through this stupid commercial thing. But yeah, he makes the point that, you know, Lizzo. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Here. So, Paul, has us far ahead. We're at 59%, and the others are at like 12. One is at 12. I think that's the sanctimonious, but he's rapidly being caught by Ramishwamy. Who's good? No, no, Christie's he's eating right now. He can't be bothered. <laughs> right, right. One fat person calling another fat person right. fat. Sir, please do not call him a fat pig. That's very disrespectful. Don't call him. See, I'm, I'm trying to be nice. Don't call him a fat pig. You can't do it. <laughs> you can't do that. So now, because you're not allowed to do that, and therefore uh, we're not going to do it, okay? We want to be very civil, right? <laughs> Thanks for watching our YouTube channel. That's, that's Trump for you. Yeah, so... Yeah, so basically she's getting sued because these backup dancers, because what she did was a show, right, Um, like a reality-type show, like a contest, you know, who can be her backup dancers. Mm -hmm. And um, she did this whole thing. She chose people to be her backup dancers. They went through this whole audition. She They went through the final round. Now they became, okay, after the whole show is over and everything, now... You're Lizzo's backup dancer. Now you got to walk the talk. You know, you're not, you're not, you work all their way, all this way to get here. Now you're a part of the crew. And evidently looks like Lizzo takes her crew to strip clubs or whatever and, you know, has a little fun. But it seems like what was going on is that when you're a backup dancer, you have to rehearse a lot. I mean, that's part of your... That's part of the job. Right. And they're claiming that they were being too hard on them for gaining weight and for doing this. And to, and it's like, no, is that you? we want you to be able to perform on stage. Right. And without busting your ankle. <laughs> exactly. And, you know. Like yeah, but again, that's typical. It's a typical thing that happens. It's typical. In Hollywood, you know, uh. Granted, uh, Lizzo is, you know, overweight or, or whatever, but she's the boss. Right. And the typical thing is that she wants a certain, a certain type of person that's going to be her backup. Right. You know, and she has to crack the whip. It happens. It's a typical. It happens not only with, you know, with overweight people. But how often does your boss take you to a strip club? <laughs> well let me tell you uh i never had a boss that took me to a strip club mm -hmm. but i hear that uh not only that i hear i've experienced it because again i'm a gig worker mm -hmm. and one of one of my gigs is uber mm -hmm. when these people go on road trips on on business trips mm -hmm. The place after the business uh, um, day is over when right. they do their business meetings, the number one place they go is where? Strip clubs. Strip clubs. There was one. They closed it down, unfortunately, mm -hmm. not too far away from here called Mardi Gras. And every weekend, every person that came to town for a business trip mm -hmm. ended right. up there. <laughs> So, yeah, that's going on with Lizzo. That's your dose of levity. But I, I have something here that's a little bit more serious.
Um, this is um, so. Uh, this is the economic ninja. I've been following him recently. He's been uh, bringing out very interesting stories that go along with financial, with the financial state of the country and and all these things. He brings up um, something very alarming, and I have some uh, news article to back him up. But check out this thing, and it and it's uh, <clears throat> and it's uh, relating to to us and to you as well. So p- please pay attention hey, because this is something that it might affect you. Us and I, I say, uh, God forbid, knock on wood, that we never get tornadoes in the area. But if if there's a propensity of that, and well, let me play the clip and then I'll discuss that 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 okay. thought. You got me curious, Ninja. Here, I hope you're doing well. I've got a story and a comment from a subscriber about another nail in the coffin for the real estate market and yet another reason for banks to take people's homes. It is very vital that people get the information, the true information about this real estate crash. And I cannot, it is absolutely crazy to me that people don't see it. Most people do not see this, the effects, but check this out. I'm I'm gonna dive in here right now real quick. I'm gonna throw some more 80% off links to the real estate crash course, how you can prepare right now, actionable steps to get ready for this crash and then how to jump and when to jump into this market. Check this out. This uh, comment comes from MK. It says here, I recently had a conversation with a friend. One of the his best friends owns a $10 million house outside of Billings, Montana. He was called by his insurance company and they told him that they were going to cancel his insurance in 18 months. His property is beautiful and it consists of a 4,000 square foot log cabin on 480 acres. He owns the property outright. He is trying to get insurance and now it is three times the price if you can even get it at all. All due to forest fires. About a week after he got this news, a senior bank official from a regional bank called him and asked him if he was interested in buying a resort property right next to him. It is about 400 acres with a hotel and a cafe on the property. The banker told him the bank had the mortgage on the property and the owner could not get insurance due to fire risk. The banker said in his portfolio, there were over 500 properties. This is a small bank, mind you, 500 properties, similar to the resort next to him. The bank regulations require property insurance or they have to foreclose. The banker confessed to him that the bank was in trouble and it could go under. One fire, one large fire could cost them hundreds of millions of dollars. Magnify this times all the banks holding mortgages in the West and you have one huge Armageddon scenario. This is absolutely insane. And check this out. He goes on to say, and then I'm going to share this story with you that'll blow your mind too. He says, I have another friend who moved to Flor- moved from Florida to Arizona. He said the same thing is going on in Florida. 14 insurance companies have gone out of business due to hurricanes and flooding. Insurance has skyrocketed up. Pause it. And the flood insurance All is required right. oh, throughout the that very thing that he's talking about, I mm-hmm. was talking about with the warlock. Mm. Because the warlock is right now <clears throat> dealing with it. Dealing with it. Oh, man. People, uh, insurance companies are fleeing Florida like 
the plague. Yeah. They do not want to insure homes in Florida. Yeah. And if you do get insurance in Florida, be prepared to pay a hefty sum. Right. Because they are fleeing Florida because of all of the storms that have happened, that has happened over the years. Right. Well, I'm thinking because look at what happened in uh, Maui. Maui, those are million-dollar homes. Yeah. I mean, everywhere in Maui, those are very expensive homes. So the insurance company uh, companies are going to have to pay that out to a whole city of, what is it, Lahaina. So, I mean. But you got to realize. These insurance companies don't got that money. Oh, they do. They don't want to pay it. They do have the Believe me. Not liquid. They probably have it tied oh, no, up in no, other no, things. No, 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 no. These people have plenty of cash. Mm. Plenty of it. Think of it this way. In a place like Maui, right? Mm-hmm. Which is in Hawaii, which there are volcanoes over there. Mm-hmm. And they're prone so at any any given time mm-hmm. to have a catastrophe over there because of these volcanoes. Right. So imagine how much they're paying on a yearly basis for insurance. So imagine let's put it let's put it on a very uh low term, right? Let's mm. put it on a very low monetary uh number. Let's say they're paying Five thousand a year in Maui, mm-hmm. right? And I would say, let's say there's. So it says the average cost of homeowners insurance in Hawaii is four eighty three per year. Four hundred four thousand four hundred eighty three dollars. A year. It says the average cost of a homeowner's insurance in Hawaii is four hundred eighty three dollars per year. How can that be possible? That's what it says, according to Nerd Wallet. Mm, keep going down. How much is the average home? Uh, Thirty-seven dollars per month, or four forty-two per year? How is that possible in a place that? Okay, so then put in. What is the average uh, uh, cost of a home in Maui? <clears throat> oh, a uh, home. Let's see. Of a home, uh, let's see. Uh, average. How much is the normal? So the average Hawaii home value is eight hundred and thirty-six thousand dollars, and that's down one point eight over the past year, and goes pending in around eighteen days. Okay, so then put how much? Uh, how much is the average? Insurance premium a year. How much is the average insurance premium? Uh, homeowners insurance. Please sit tight and hold on to your pence and quid. 
Pablo Morado is trolling the internet for whatever topic they were just discussing. The real. So Massachusetts, the annual cost is one thousand. It says here. Hmm. That's not accurate at all because that's not what I pay. That's the uh, uh, one hundred six a month. Is not what you pay. Mm-mm. More or less. It's a little bit more. Mm. Well, this is the average, so I'm not sure what that means. Okay, so let's say how much is it in Maui? Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see if it's uh, 46. But at any rate, it comes out, you, you're you're getting a monthly on it, but how much is it per, how much is it per year? So, in, so believe it or not, it's cheaper in Hawaii. Look at that. It's cheaper in Hawaii than it, than it is in Florida, than it is in Idaho, than it is in Illinois, So how much Indiana. is it in Florida? In Florida, it's two grand, two grand uh, uh, a year, uh, $200 a month. In Hawaii, it's $41 a month, $486 per year. Okay. So now you, you Google... How many homes in Maui? How many homes what? How many homes are there in in Maui? Oh, uh, okay. I'll see what I can... Because I'm getting somewhere. Please sit tight and hold on to your pence and quid. Pablo Morado is trolling the internet for whatever topic they were just... So it says Put here... it up on the screen so we could see it. So it says here, uh, seventy-two thousand housing units. How, well, housing units, but I wanted to see how many uh, houses, because in in a unit, you know that you could have in a building, you could have like thirty units. Uh, let's see, single family. Houses, because it could be, you know. Uh, about, it says 71,000 okay, units. So 71,000 units, right? Uh, Maui County has 257 residential homes. Oh, available for sale. So, no, no, that's not. Okay, so let's say, let's say that, that says 71,000. Let's say it's 50,000. Mm-hmm. Fifty thousand at uh, you said that it was forty three uh, per month, mm-hmm. which comes out to a thousand something per year or eight hundred or something for four hundred eighty two dollars a year. Man, I find that that extremely cheap. Yeah, it's cheaper than yeah than everywhere else. So it's extremely cheap in Maui for whatever. So reason. fifty thousand times uh, four hundred and thirty. Is uh two uh hundred uh, let's see uh so it's two point one million dollars a year just for Maui. Uh huh. All right. So oh, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. It's uh twenty one million dollars. Twenty one million dollars. Okay, 500, so twenty one million dollars a year, and let's say Maui goes through a. Through a 10-year period where nothing happens. 21 mm. times 10? Uh, 21. 
thousand. Twenty-one million times ten. Twenty-one million, yeah. <clears throat> Is uh, let's see, it's about. Let's see. Uh, two hundred and ten uh, million. Yeah, it's about right. Two hundred and ten million. Okay, two hundred and ten millions in a ten-year period. Right, and that's um us. So saying- then, two hundred and ten million. Divide that by the average cost is say is about let's let's round up to a nine hundred thousand dollars, right, mm-hmm. per home. You can insure about 233 homes with that $210 million. But that's only in Maui. That's only in Maui, right. So these insurance companies, they're statewide. But, uh, yeah. Nationwide. Nationwide. But what they claim is that the supposedly the premiums I'm, I'm are so low... That they can't, because with everybody claiming, right, everybody putting in their claims, what what you don't see on the back end is that what insurance companies do, they take your money and then they invest that money on the stock market. But as we clearly uh, uh, stated earlier in the cast that we're in financial disrepair right now, the country is in financial disrepair especially with the BRICS coming up with its own world uh, reserve currency. So the insurance companies are like, uh, I don't know how I'm going to make a return on this. And now they're stuck holding a lot of these investments. That's why I believe a lot of their stuff isn't necessarily liquid. I mean, they have funds, yeah, but it's it's tied up in bonds and stocks and they have some yeah, liquid. Yeah, but that's not our fault. No. Whatever they're doing with their cash is not our fault. No. Imagine uh, an insurance company that is in 50 states. Let's say um, a company like Prudential. Mm-hmm. Prudential is in, most likely in all Everywhere in the United States. Right. Reaping the benefits of those premiums for over years and, you know, with nothing happening. Right. You know, these these companies got, and then they're investing it and most likely making a killing on some investments. Mm-hmm. They got money. Yeah. I, I just think that they're claiming that they don't have it. And. Yeah, because now finally they have to do something. Right. They finally they have to uh after you know caking for so many years, finally they actually have to put out. Right. And, and when they got to put out, now they're crying. Well, not only that, but they're crying because uh their responsibility isn't to the policyholder, but to the shareholder. Absolutely. And their the whole thing is if you're paying out all these insurances and you can't pay out the dividend to your shareholder, and there's a so problem. So I could imagine uh, uh, right now they're, what they're doing in in Maui is trying to find the loophole as to where they don't have to pay. Because insurance companies, they hire, their team 
is, you know, completely, um, their task is not just to go out and, oh, this guy lost their home. Um, just pay him. No, what their task is find any loophole in the law so that they could wash their hands and, and say not cover and not cover you. Right. But so, yeah, in, in, in many States, uh, if I'm correct, it's the law. Mm. You have to have home insurance. Yeah. So that's the thing. Um, that's a stipulation. So what this guy is, um, uh, alluding to what he's uh, warning us. But I learned something today. You can insure a home in Maui out of all places for $43 a month. Right. Yeah. It, it seemed cheaper than everywhere else in the in the that's, mainland. That's cheap. Uh, just do me a favor. Google... How much is it to insure a home? Insure a home in New York. Uh, okay, hold on. <clears throat> a place that rarely has uh, weather events to the point that it destroys homes. Let's see. Well, not weather events, but other type events like terrorist events and you know well, those type of events. After nine eleven, that you know that might have taken a hike, but let's see how much it. Okay, so here we go. So here's the. Uh, That's oh. fascinating. Forty three dollars a month. I would have, I would have not, come up with that number at so, all. So so here's the average homeowner costs throughout the fifty states. Here, let me see if I uh, make this bigger for you. All right, can you see that okay? Yes. All right, so let's expand the table. Let's go down to New York. So in New York, $93 or a hundred or $1000 a year, $1100 a year. But in uh Maui, you know, Hawaii, it's uh go down Hawaii. Where are you? Hawaii. Uh Here we go. $41. Cheaper than Georgia, cheaper than Iowa, cheaper than Idaho. So I think to- it's the cheapest one. Uh, let me see. Is uh, Hawaii the cheapest? Well, how much is it in Florida? In Florida is uh, huge. Uh, let's see. Florida was uh, $191 a month or two, two grand, 2.2 grand a year. But uh, I believe the warlock told me was close to three thousand. So it might be, you know, this is an average cost. So what about a place like? Uh, yeah, Can- it looks like Maui is the cheapest. Uh, Hawaii is the cheapest uh, out of all the fifty states. What about a place like Kansas? Kansas two forty eight. But in Maui or Hawaii is forty one dollars. Literally the cheapest. Cost throughout the entire 50 states. And California? California, let's go up. Uh, 115. Or a thousand, uh, $1.3,000. But 
But you got to realize, in New York, right? Uh-huh. It, how much was it in New York again? In New York, it was, uh, let's see, $93 a month. 1114 a year, mm-hmm. right? How many homes do you think is in the tri-state area in all five boroughs? Oh, a lot. A lot. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe uh, somewhere... I mean, where there's eight million people that live in New York, right? About uh, might be a little higher. Uh, how many NY residents are there? So let's see. Yeah, eight point four six eight million. So let's say there is. How many, how many family homes are in New York City? Let's see. Uh, there's a total of seven point eight million housing units. So right there, uh, approximately three point six were single family units. <laughs> it's kind of like your handlebar drop <laughs> on the other side. Yeah, I tried this new uh, wax. This new. Uh, been trying this axe uh, uh, wax, and it's not really uh, doing all that well. But uh, this guy's like, it went down here. <laughs> there, there you go. go. <laughs> so anyway, so um, yeah, so but uh, so I have a, a follow up to this. So check out. Uh, so he's saying uh, before I play this follow up, he he's saying what uh, the predictions from the World Economic Forum. Uh, do you remember the prediction? From the World Economic Forum? Mm-hmm. Uh, no. All right. So here's a, uh, the one of the biggest predictions here. Um, eight predictions from the World Economic Forum. Eight predictions for the world in 2030. And the first thing is you will own nothing and you'll be happy. Right. That I remember. So that is the game plan here. This is what uh, the Economic Ninja is uh, alluding to is... Uh, their way of uh, enforcing this, you will own nothing and you'll be happy, is they're going to try via insurance, of all things, to push you out, to gain access to your home. And uh, this is a news article that I found, uh, a news. Um, so it ain't going to be the cost. What it's going to what's going to be is that you just cannot insure it. And what this, uh, well, if you, uh, I mean, if you want, I can play a little bit more on the Economic Ninja because he has a story where there was a woman that was, her. she bought her home in the 90s and was $9,000 away from paying her house in full. And she had just recently bought a brand new roof and fire protectant, um, put in a lot of safety things, and they dropped her. They dropped her insurance. Put it on. Let me see it. Yeah, okay. So this is uh, the economic ninja. Uh, He'll uh, explain the story. State. He speculated there are many at risk in Florida, too, at-risk banks. Now, this story, before I get onto this story about a woman that had her her insurance dropped, you have to remember, 
when you have a mortgage, it is a requirement that you have homeowners a homeowner's policy. As a matter of fact, banks regularly contact you and check that policy. It and happened people, to me. And I mm. did a story a couple of weeks ago on a home that I was uh, I'll near. I'll pause it. Near, mm-hmm. and, uh, what happened with me was I have uh, my insurance uh, carrier, um, mm. which I insure my home with. Um, the mortgage pays it off automatically. Right. But for some reason... Um, my insurance didn't, did not tell them, tell the mortgage company mm. that my premium was up. They just didn't inform them and they didn't inform me. Insurance, the mortgage company contacted me mm. and said, dude, your insurance expired and you're currently... Right now, without insurance. Oh, my God. Be it because of that, we're going to put our own insurance mm-hmm. to protect your home. But if we put our own insurance, you're subject to pay what we pay. And it could be in the thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. So I called them up. It's like, why... Aren't you guys supposed to be privy when, when the insurance company, when my insurance is about to lapse? Mm-hmm. They were like, no, you have to inform. Look at this. They never told me this before. Mm. Because um, my parents own a home in New York. Right. This is perpetual. It's like every year the home takes over, pays the mortgage. Right. I, I, we don't have to do anything. Mm-hmm. But evidently... Over, you know, as of lately, now the homeowner has to take care of, has to inform the mortgage company, my premium is up. Now you have to renew. Now we, so I called them up. I said, why didn't you renew? Mm -hmm. Then they went through the particulars, asked me questions. And right then and there, the guy said, okay, you guys are fine. We just cut them a check. We just paid your insurance. Everything is fine. But if I didn't do anything, thinking that they will take care of it, they tack on their own insurance, could be in the thousands of dollars, instead of of me paying uh, $1,500 a year. Not only that, but they could could start foreclosure proceedings. Right. So, um, well, well, this is what happens. They might not start foreclosure proceedings, but they put on their own insurance, mm-hmm. and instead of it being fifteen hundred, it could be five thousand. Where you can't pay, and then that gets you right. And all of a sudden, I'm like, "Oh, why is my mortgage jumped up?" Right, and it's because of this. So now I have to, it. I have to like come up with that extra money. Well, that yes, if 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 you know. I wasn't aware, mm-hmm. but now what we have to do is somehow um, have a reminder every year that when Jul- June comes along mm-hmm. or the end of the fiscal year, call up your mortgage company and say, did you pay my insurance? Mm. And they have, because now they're not doing it on their own. Right. And I think this is by design. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So what this guy, uh, the economic ninja, is alluding to is that 
they're working on putting this for foreclosures. Like they're working on, this is their uh, mechanism on taking your home and then they're going to rent them back to you so that you own nothing and you'll be happy. Wow. Yeah. And here's another cooperating uh, story here with. Uh, uh, yeah, but you were going to show us the story with. Oh, the, yeah, yeah. It didn't go through here. No, so. Let's not leave our audience hanging. In suspense. Yeah. Here we go. Uh, the the homeowners are being kicked out. The home was going to auction. They only owed $9,900 on it. And they had had that mortgage since 1994. Why were they losing it to auction? Because they didn't have insurance and the bank was foreclosing on them. They didn't even believe that this was happening. This is a very real scenario right now. And yet one more reason why so many homes are gonna be in foreclosure and I want you ready to be able to pick them up for pennies on the dollar. Way before they go through the four steps of foreclosure ending up at real estate owned or REO properties. You don't want to be in that realm because you're going for market rates. I want you at the city steps. I want you at the courthouse steps. I want you to rock and roll. You've got the money ready. You've got everything ready for that. That's where I want you to be. Check this out. This story is out of WFLA in Florida. Insurance company drops Palm Harbor widow who just replaced roof. It says if you have an old roof or too many claims, you might expect to get dropped by your insurance company. But a Tampa Bay area woman says she did everything right and her coverage was still canceled. Let me stop there and say, you can't go against these insurance companies, even if you're in the right, they are insolvent. They have had so many headwinds beyond borrowing costs getting higher, um, hard to get materials to fix up the homes that they have claims against and to get the labor to do it. These companies are done and they are walking away. And think about all of the people that are losing their insurance policies right now. Put it down in the comments if you're having issues with your insurance company. In California, we have this massive problem where they're saying it's high fire danger and you're like, this is a set of track homes with no vegetation anywhere around. No, there's not. But if the map says it's got fire danger, that's what they do. And they're dropping policies left and right. And if you can't replace that policy in time, the bank is going to foreclose on your home. Okay? This is very serious. And yet I see it as an amazing opportunity. Right? Where people weren't ready, this is going to be a big deal. So, yeah, that's the story. Okay, but I have a question. Uh huh. Now, my question is, what is he saying? So... If if the insurance company drops me, what he is saying is be ready to rock and roll. How? Well, what he's saying is that you got to have extra money in your account. You got to save up. You got to have you, that's all he that's what he uh, advocates on his channel. You know, you got to save you got to have money. You got to be prepared because this or what we're going through right now for people like us, for people like us, this is like the worst time uh, in, in our in our lifetime of the 2008 where financially we get crushed. But for people okay, that but- have the money, this is like, oh, this is like the biggest sale of America. OK, but my question is. If I cannot get an insurance company to insure me, even if I have the money, mm. what do I do? Well, in that case, I don't know. I guess you would have to get a lawyer or something. No, 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 no. Go back to the video. 
Go back to the uh-huh. video and rewind because I don't understand. Because you said you got to have, you got to be prepared to be at the steps of the. No, what, what he what he was explaining is not for the people that have this situation. And then they're, they're like, if they can't get their uh, uh, insurance, because what's happening is their insurance premiums are getting so high that, like you said, that it might be in the thousands where it was like a couple of hundred. Now it might be in the thousands per month where it becomes too much to pay. Okay. But what happened with go back to the video uh-huh. and what happens with the lady that they told her we're dropping you. They're foreclosing on her home. So he looks at it as an opportunity, right? How can that be an opportunity? Cause if you, how are you going to buy a home if you can't get insurance for it? Well, he's not looking at a uh, at the opportunity from the woman. He's op- looking at it at a, as an opportunity from his perspective. How? Where he can buy her home uh-huh, for but pennies you, on the dollar. But why would he buy the home if he can't insure it? Well, it's not that you can't insure it. It's that the premiums are, are really high. But that's not what he said. Okay, I'm gonna put it back. That's what he's saying is put it back. That he gotta, doesn't. He doesn't. We gotta be clear on this. Well, what he's saying because I I know this from from having some uh, knowledge of being a realtor is that what basically what he's saying is he doesn't want people to go down to the to the courthouse steps when the when it's already gone through the foreclosure process and then now they're going to okay. But just play it, play. I want to hear it from the horse's mouth. All right, sure. Florida, 14 insurance companies have gone out of business due to hurricanes and flooding. Insurance has skyrocketed up, and the flood insurance is required throughout the state. He speculated there are many at risk in Florida, too, at-risk banks. Now, this story, before I get onto this story about a woman that had her home, her insurance dropped, you have to remember, when you have a mortgage, it is a requirement that you have homeowners a homeowner's policy. As a matter of fact, banks regularly contact you and check that policy if you do not. And I did a story a couple of weeks ago on a home that I was uh, near, near and uh, the, the homeowners are being kicked out. The home was going to auction. They only owed $9,900 on it. And they had had that mortgage since 1994. Why were they losing it to auction? Because they didn't have insurance and the bank was foreclosing on them. They didn't even believe that this was happening. This is a very real scenario right now. And yet one more reason why so many homes are gonna be in foreclosure and I want you ready to be able to pick them up for pennies on the dollar. Way before they go through the four steps of foreclosure ending up at real estate owned or REO properties. You don't want to be in that realm because you're going for market rates. I want you at the city steps. I want you at the courthouse steps. I want you to rock and roll. You've got the money ready. You've got everything ready for that. Okay, stop it. He wants you at the city steps with the money ready. Mm -hmm. But... Who are you gonna pay if no insurance will take you? Well, his his thing is that um, that it's not that the insurance won't take you; it's that their premiums have skyrocketed. So there is a way to get insured. It's just that these people so the can't. Lady, aff- the lady was dropped. 
right from her insurance company but she had the option of going somewhere else right but uh, she didn't have the money is that what he's saying right basically what you were saying is like the like the the insurance premium get well i have another uh thing but it basically there's like a, a government uh if all else fails you can go on to this government insurance program right which has happened to me in my car Okay, so when, when when I had lost my insurance for non-payment, mm -hmm. and because of that, no one would insure me. Now I have to pay these extravagant uh, costs for the for uh, the insurance. yeah premiums because I got to go through the state. Right. So this is what he's saying. Right. You get dropped from a, an insurance company, like Prudential, like whatever insurance company it is. They don't. Mm longer insure you so now you have to go to the state insurance and their premiums are probably going to be double or triple right and then you and can't you afford have to be you have to have that money set aside on so hand. when they do raise the premiums you have the money and then even more money set aside so that way when the homes do become available you can scoop them up for pennies on the dollar my, uh, to uh, put the final point on it, that woman that he was saying, she only owed nine thousand dollars left on the on the home, right? Right. So in that particular case, to satisfy the bank, all you have to do is pay ten grand for that house. So you could pay the insurance premium, and fuck this poor lady who, who almost right. that's evil. That's how the big... That's evil. So let me get this straight. Insurance drops me. You know, because this is... What he's saying is very vague. Mm. Um, Insurance drops me. And now the mortgage company is telling me, dude, um, you don't have insurance. Mm -hmm. At that juncture... She's got $9,000 left on her mortgage. Mm -hmm. She cannot refinance upon her equity and then pay the insurance that way? I mean, if she refinances, her problem will be that the refi will go based on the current uh, uh, market rate. I understand that, but... So then she, what the problem is is that she will have to pay the mortgage of a of the higher home value cuz she bought it in the 90s so the home value is definitely higher. She have to pay the the mortgage of a higher home value plus the higher but premium. But she only she only has $9,000 left. Yeah, but if you refinance what it's doing what a refinance what a refinance So let's does, say let's say she has $9,000 left on her mortgage. Right. And she refinances for 30000 Mm hmm Pulls 20000 out of her mortgage is still going to be low. Yeah, I, I guess. But I, I, I'm not entirely sure if that's... This a, is very vague. This is something... I don't think that you can refinance for, for 30000 Well, maybe you can, but... In any case, you can if if you owe nine thousand dollars and your home is worth two hundred thousand mm -hmm. dollars, you cannot re you cannot pull out twenty grand. 
Uh, let me see. Uh, can you refinance uh, your home for a smaller amount? Let's see. <clears throat> You're taking over 90% of your equity. This means that you'll likely have... Trend, uh, most lenders will only allow you to refinance 80 to 90% of your loan value. If you're if you withdraw two, uh, 20,000 in cash out refinance, you're taking over 90% of your equity. This means that you'll likely have trouble finding a lender that's willing to originate your refi. What does that mean? Meaning that if I ha if I have ten thousand dollars left on my home to pay, mm -hmm. my home is worth two hundred and fifty thousand. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Well, I I believe you. What you're saying is is correct. I mean, you could probably get another mortgage for the remaining amount. But in any case, what what he's saying, uh, it's going to take us a little while to. To go through it, but because this is scary shit, what he's saying is essentially that this is scary. This is scary. Like that's what they're trying to do. So they're, the game plan for the banks, because what he said in the beginning is that a lot of these banks are going out of business. A lot of these insurance companies in troubled are, places. In, well, just throughout the country, throughout the country, they're just going out of business. So there's a lot of these. Uh, uh, insurance companies that can't pay they just simply the way they manage their money or however they did it they just simply don't have enough to cover so they're going out of business and when that happens their rates go up and you know people are having there and then they get a little bit more stringent on how they're gonna uh, how they're gonna um uh accept people into these uh insurance plans so what that's gonna do is is gonna Give the bank the ability to um, reclaim your home, sell it, right? And if you only have $9,000 on the mortgage, all you need to do is pay $10,000. Now, that what he's saying is he wants you to be able to pay it, like you said, pennies on the dollar, $10,000 before it gets onto the REO where they put it, they get a, a, a realtor, they put it on the market, and they put it at the regular market price right this way you're getting it before it even goes through the full phase of yeah but that's for a person who might owe 10 grand but if you owe 200 how in the hell is somebody gonna have two hundred and fifty thousand dollars on hand well some people do believe it or not some people do especially if you sold your home in covid during covid uh in 2020 if you had a nice home in new york or wherever you sold your home, you might be sitting on a pile of cash and you're looking for another way to, And I, I mean, I have a brother-in-law that did that thing and, you know, he had a pile of cash and he was buying homes uh, for pennies on the dollar being able to do that. So, I don't know. This yeah. is a little vague. You know, how how lawfully can this be, you know, like? Well, I have I have a, a, maybe a, a news article that might clear this up for you. Because uh, that was from the Economic Ninja. You know, you're hearing a, an, a, an opinion from this guy. This is NBC. So maybe this is a little bit more credible. 
It's not about Insurance being credible. Say it's not about being credible. It just seems, you know, I, I just don't understand what he's saying. So well, you, maybe gave they, me, you, may you gave me a little clarity by saying, okay, the insurance companies are walking away, and now you have to, as a matter of fact, do me a favor. Mm -hmm. Go to Google mm -hmm. and find out how much is it to insure your home in Florida, Florida state insurance premiums by Florida, by Florida state. How much would that be? All right, one second. Oh. <laughs> Please sit tight and hold on to your pence and quid. Pablo Morado is trolling the internet for whatever topic they were just discussing. Okay. The real challenge is knowing how vast. So here's a. Uh, so the average premium, depending on the dwelling cost, uh, if you uh, have a $100,000 home, it's a $1,192. If you have a $500,000 home, it's almost five grand in your annual premium. Florida State, Florida State. That's average annual premiums in Florida homeowner insurance. But I'm talking about Florida State homeowner insurance. Uh, Florida State owned insurance. Uh, citizens was created by the Florida legislature. So citizens. Uh, how much is it to insure your home in in Florida with citizens insurance? Yeah. Uh, so a hundred. So you you saw the last one was uh the regular cost. Is uh for a hundred thousand dollar home, you're paying you're paying uh one thousand one hundred ninety two, um but for the Florida State you're paying tw uh twenty five hundred. Okay, so almost double. Now that more than double. That depends on market value. On the or it depends on what you owe. The market value, I believe. Because if you're if you're paying, because what the market value is is a, a combination between the materials it costs to build a home. So the idea is, if your home burns down, you got to be able to re replace oh, the home. Oh man! So yeah, so you uh, for four. So the warlock has to see this podcast. So for a three hundred thousand dollar home, you're paying about uh, average annual cost of uh, five thousand dollars. Uh, no, almost six thousand dollars. Now, if you go back without the citizens, for the same for five thousand, you get uh five hundred dollar five hundred thousand dollar home. You're spending almost five thousand, so that's that's less than what you will be spending for a three hundred thousand dollar home on citizens. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Right there at a three thousand. So, so they this don't is have citizens cost, right? So, uh, if you if your home is worth three hundred thousand, you're paying almost five thousand. Five thousand. Let me see if. But they... if you going through regular insurance, it's about a thousand something. 
Well, with uh, regular insurance, right? For they don't have uh, three thousand, uh, three hundred thousand. They only have two fifty and five hundred. So for five hundred thousand dollar homes, you're looking at average premium at about five thousand for five hundred thousand dollar home, right? But for the one for citizens, it doesn't have five hundred thousand as a home uh, price. But as you can see here, but if it's, if for, you're like if you're like at three fifty. You're you're paying more than if you were, you're paying more, uh, as much or double. No, no, you're not understanding. Right now, this is citizens' home insurance cost. Yeah. If your home is worth three hundred thousand, you're paying five thousand nine hundred seventy nine. I'll make this easier because it seems like we're getting confused here. So let, let's just make this easy. No, it's not. It's not. You're just not understanding my question. Right there, you had the Florida State Homeowners Insurance. Uh-huh. You're paying almost five thousand uh, something dollars for a three hundred thousand dollar home, but that's through the Florida State. But if you go through a regular company, you're paying about a hundred, about thousand something dollars a month, uh, a year, a year. Yeah. So you're paying. With the Florida State, almost $4,000 more. Right. Okay. Yeah. So um, here's Whoa. what. Here's what I, I uh, let's see, I have. Uh, that is some scary shit. Really scary stuff. Homeowners beware. Yeah. Homeowners beware. You got to be on top of your insurance. And. Not only are they gonna are they scrutinizing, you know, as far as your area, but if you do too many claims, they're liable to drop you. Right. Too many claims they're liable to drop you. Oh yeah. man. Yeah. So. so that's gonna that's gonna incentive incentivize Incentify. Am I saying that? Incentivize. Homeowners. Uh-huh. That if they have, uh, uh, if something goes wrong in their home, not even to report it and, and possibly try to fix it on their own. Right. Or if there's a natural disaster. Oh, man, this is scary which, shit, man. As you, as you saw, this is what ChatGPT predicts. But, um... So let me uh, pull this up so that you can see this here. I don't know if you will be able to see this. Hopefully you can. All right. So uh, oh, let me remove, let's do it this way. Uh, man, this is scary stuff, man. Yeah, I mean, this is, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how this is going to be played out, but it, it's going to be, I mean, it's going to be very interesting. I, I, I don't know how they're going to do and this. And I don't like the fact that the economic ninja now is like, you know, trying to say this is an opportunity. Man, you're going you're gonna to make money on somebody else's hardship. That's fucked up. Yeah, I mean, that's what people do. I mean, that's, that's fucked this, up. This is what the, the rich, they're rubbing their mitts together because this is like, Black Friday. This is like their event. This is like finally. I've been waiting for this moment for for 
a long time. Wow. Thankful. So now I'm thinking about something. So just uh, just to put a, a button on this. So here's the dwelling. Uh, here's the cost of what it is. Uh, per for the, so you got one, two, three, four hundred thousand for a three hundred thousand dollar home. What now? That's Florida State Home Insurance. Florida State Home Insurance. You're playing close to six thousand dollars for a five hundred thousand dollar home. Without on regular insurance, not the Florida State on regular insurance, you're paying less than five thousand. So you're paying almost double because the home price is more, right? Two hundred thousand dollars more, and they're still paying less than a three uh, three hundred thousand dollar home on the state home insurance. So now I'm thinking about something, which I was. Which is why I brought this up, because we need to make sure, like you said to our, our listeners, if you're listening right now, be on top of your insurance. Because like you said, they can just drop your, you know, not uh, renew your policy. And you're thinking everything's all good, hunky-dory, because you're paying your mortgage. Well, you got to be on top of that, because they're going to... The rich people are after your homes. They want for you to own nothing. And who's the biggest uh, company that's trying to do this? BlackRock, Vanguard, State Street. Wow. So this is this is evil in the most purest form. That's that's Yeah. Yeah. So now I'm thinking about somebody that I know, right? He owns a home in New York. His home is paid in New York. Mm -hmm. Right? So what he did, he did a reverse mortgage and pulled out the entire worth of his home. They paid him, I think it was like close to like 650 grand. On a reverse mortgage. Wow, okay. On a reverse mortgage. So now they're paying him as he's getting older what's uh, the value of the house. Right. Okay. So now he's sitting on that money. He pulled out that money and he banked it. Mm. Now, anything happens to him, his kids do not get the home. Mm. Right, that's the way a reverse mortgage works. I think right? so, yeah, because it the goes. The bank it, just takes it over. Uh huh. But he has the cash, right? This is a clever motherfucker, and here we think he's dumb. <laughs> so, who cares if the kids don't get the house? He has the cash. Now, how does that work? Well, in in some ways it's good, in some ways it's bad because. As we're noticing, the cash value might might be uh, disintegrating as as things move on here with that whole uh, what's it called the the bricks what, the cord what is it called uh, the the Durban Accord Durban Accord as this starts you know getting a foothold and our currency you know goes down in value you know your what you're holding in cash is not as valuable as the home itself. 
Okay, but well, because the home itself, you know, it, it's a dwelling. It actually has like actual okay, but, physical value. But for know? hypothetical reasons, uh-huh. right? Hypothetically, let's say that this whole Durban Accord and all that shit is not part of the equation. Uh-huh. I take a reverse mortgage. My home is paid. I take a reverse mortgage. I pull out six hundred grand and I bank it. Uh-huh. Right. I pass away. The home now goes to the bank. The bank, but that cash I got in my bank can go to my kids. If I put it in form of a trust or something like that. Yeah, you would need to really work with like a, a lawyer, an estate lawyer. You know what? That might be even better. It might be, but again. The thing is, Man, clever son of a bitch that the cash, the cash value. I understand just, all that, but I'm saying, let's say all that doesn't happen, and the and the money remain retains the value that it has. That's a big gamble, but it is. Well, what does he care? He's kicking the bucket anyway, right? Well, if he has no intention of. Uh, setting up his kids, but I think the better the better option is to hold the hold the home because the the home value can yeah. But at this point, the home if if the power if we if we believe that what these what the new world orders wants to do mm-hmm. is to initially take your home right, and they're finding everything everything possible. Your home isn't worth ain't worth dick anyway. Mm. You got the cash now. But, I mean, your your home main... I don't think that, that that's... Because a home is a home. That That is valuable. That Like, if you have... So, imagine... imagine in, in, uh, I'm just spitballing. Uh-huh. Imagine a scenario where I pull out 650 grand on a reverse mortgage. And I go buy 650 of gold. Mm-hmm. And I store that gold. Six, now, that's, now that's a different story. Yeah. Now I got $650,000 worth of gold. Now that's a different story. Now you're talking. Because gold is is valued in and of itself. Right? Same thing with the house. That's what I'm saying. Like, like people are looking. Like, if you're. They can't take away my gold. Right. They Well, they can try. <laughs> Man. This dude, this dude, que lo ve, you might say, ah, poor little dumb motherfucker. Dude is smart as a whip. <laughs> well, well, Son I wouldn't. Why would you think uh, that somebody's pulling, uh, doing a refi? You know, why would you think that they're they're dumb for for pulling out? Because a lot of people were criticizing him for doing this reverse mortgage. Mm-hmm. And saying, wow, this guy don't care about, he has three kids. You know, when the, when he kicks the bucket, the kid, the house goes to the kids. Mm-hmm. But now I realize he pulled the money out and didn't use it because he doesn't need to use it. He has his own cash. Mm. So he banked that shit. Mm. Yeah, in that case, you know, if you if you're smart with it, then you can use it for something, but just to have the cash in a bank, you're losing you're losing more value because real estate, 
the the reason why a lot of these. But uh, now I'm thinking, I'm thinking, he pulled that money out, right? Mm -hmm. Lord knows what he what he what he did with that money. Mm. He could very well have done what I'm talking about. Well, or it's value in gold. Or he could have like if you if you have that uh, option, and you know that there's a lot of homes coming under foreclosure because of this insurance, and there's people that own. 20,000, 10,000 here That's and there. That's 650 grand. Now he could buy a bunch of homes. That's why people are rubbing their mitts right now. That son of a bitch. That's why all these people are super excited for that right now because they can get a lot of homes that retain their value over the course. And so imagine, imagine someone who owns Two, who owes $200,000 on mm. their home and the market value of their home is $2.5 million. Right. <laughs> you got your mind. Uh. <laughs> you you got you to come up with like some... Uh, Yule log sound. Like. <laughs> well, yeah, right now you got to, this is where uh, you got to follow the John Lee Dumas uh, mentality. You got to find what is what he likes to call is uh, a mastermind group where you got to know people that know what to do with that money because what happens once you have that kind of cash, there's a lot of scammers. There's a lot of things that can go wrong. A lot of people after your money. And you need to know the right people that can help guide you into doing into putting that money in, in the best use. So it, it's, uh, it's wow. easier said than done. If you know what you're doing, it's easy. But if you don't know what to do, it, it can be very, uh, uh, you know, difficult to, to navigate but uh and we digress we went down this topic this rabbit hole but uh, i have this one uh extra news clip that might uh, give a little uh clarity as to what exactly is going on with this homeowner insurance and uh it's very interesting what they say here so uh, take a listen there's just too much fire risk to auto renew everyone's policies tonight we're exploring why and we're giving you four key steps in case you get dropped. Sits on six and a half acres, so very quiet, very serene, very peaceful. Philip Parkerson describes his family's three-bed, two-bath Occidental home in one word. Heaven. But hell, keeping it insured. First, a surprise cancellation letter from Liberty Mutual. We're not going to insure this property any longer. A shock. Philip says he and his late husband reduced their fire risk. We spent tens of thousands of dollars. Trimming trees, adding defensible space, even installing a fire-safe roof. And yet this letter says their home poses an unacceptable fire risk. The person I spoke with... <laughs> I see you making gestures over there. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> you, didn't hear, you didn't hear what he just said? What? His late husband? Dude. Rewind that. Okay. 
Oh, well, all the stuff that he added to 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 make his. What did he do? Added space, cut down the the trees. Uh huh. Cut down the trees. Uh huh. To reduce fire risk. Right. I'm not. What's I'm, a dude? I'm not picking up what you're. Narnia. Uh huh. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just don't want to. I don't want to come right out and tell you <laughs> on, on the fucking podcast. Right, right. But your mind, I saw your mind blown over there. But yeah. Oh, man. So check, yeah. A shock. Philip says he and his late husband reduced their fire risk. We spent tens of thousands of dollars. Trimming trees, adding defensible space, even installing a fire-safe roof. And yet this letter says their home poses an unacceptable fire risk. The person I spoke with literally told me, it doesn't matter what you've done. My computer tells me what zone you're in, and we can't give insurance because of your zone. We asked Liberty Mutual about Phillips Insurance. It said it does not publicly comment on people's policies. Brand new state protections require insurance companies to consider your work to reduce fire risk, but only when setting your price, not when deciding to drop you. We don't like what's going on now because... It feels like people are really caught between a rock and a hard place. Amy Bach is with United Policyholders, a nonprofit that helps dropped homeowners. They They're busy. The latest available state data show more than 200,000 policies dropped in 2020, likely more in 21 and 22. So why? We're kind of at a tipping point in homeowners. Mark Seknan is with the American Property Casualty Insurance Association. He says insurance companies are responding to more fire danger, claims, and losses, including the recent CZU, Glass, and Caldor fires. We all know that wildfires have changed dramatically in the last three years. At the same time, the industry says the prices the state allows them to charge us are historically inadequate. So the risk has changed dramatically, and unfortunately the rates have not been able to keep that keep up with that. Now insurance companies say they are rebalancing their books, reducing their risk portfolio by dropping folks like Philip. Now everyone up here is nervous. So what's the long-term forecast? It feels like we're heading towards government-provided property insurance. There's precedent. Amy points to flooding in the 60s. Insurers panicked and they said, okay, we're not going to insure a flood anymore. This is a magnitude 6.6. Then the Northridge earthquake in 94. Oh, we're not going to insure earthquakes anymore. A plane has just crashed into the World Trade Center. 9-11. Oh, we're not insuring terrorism risk anymore. Is wildfire insurance next? As a consumer advocate, do I like it? Not really. I like consumers to have choices. Well, for the moment, you might still have choices. We're going to show you where with four steps. Step one, act fast. Don't wait. Because you'll likely only get 75 days notice when they cancel you. Step two, shop around. Other companies might insure you. A lot of people are not used to shopping for insurance, so we encourage people to shop. If your search goes on for days or weeks, you should call back the company that dropped you. One week, you might call and get turned down by an insurance company, and then you can call the next week and they might offer you a policy. Step three, if you're not finding insurance yourself, find help. Philip called an independent home insurance broker who found a policy at a lesser known company. They were truly the last call that I knew to make before I called the California Fair Plan. 
The FAIR plan is step four, the final fallback. It is essentially the state's fire insurance pool of last resort, taking in anyone the brand name companies reject. The number of people dumped there has almost doubled. Amy says the FAIR plan is expensive and only offers basic fire coverage right now. No coverage for things like downed trees, theft, burst pipes, or liability. So you'll likely end up buying two insurance policies, one for fire plus one for everything else. The FAIR plan, it's not great, but it's better than nothing. United Policyholders offers free coaching. Their website is uphelp.org. We're going to put a link on our website, NBC Bay Area. So, yeah, this is something big coming up on the horizon. Oh, so, man. Prepare yourself. And with that, it's time for our next Thank break. Thank you, Pablo. <laughs> it's, a, it's a forewarning. I, I got to warn the audience. You got to warn people. Because you don't want, last thing we need and last thing anyone wants is for them to be caught with their pants down. And then the government come at your door and say, yeah, so what did you owe 9000 and you were good on your mortgage? You got to go. And on our block, you know, somebody got evicted because, you know, they were a hoarder. You know, it just they, they can take you out of your home. So you just got to you got to be careful. And I'm that's why I brought up tornadoes, because if it happened once. They could, I mean that 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 could be something that they could just be like they could use that as a as a me and God forbid it ha- anything like that happens nah, again. No 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 no. Let's go to the next segment because I don't want people to know and trace this. And with that, we'll go to the next segment. mushrooms are the first thing I eat every morning. Aside from being a great source of micronutrients like vitamin D, the mushrooms that I eat are incredible for brain health. Every morning I eat reishi, turkey, proven that lion's mane protects your brain from cognitive decline. For example, one cause of Alzheimer's is a buildup of brain plaque called amyloid beta. Lion's mane mushrooms remove amyloid beta from the brain. Turkey tail benefits gut health and improves your immune system. Stress, fatigue, and might even fight cancer. Mushrooms are more powerful than we have any idea about. Try starting your day with mushrooms and see how much better you feel. If you eat this, you might get accused of taking the limitless pill. This is the lion's mane mushroom, and it clears brain fog like nothing else. It's even been studied for its ability to grow new brain cells through boosting something called nerve growth factor. You have to eat lion's mane every day to get its benefits, so I take it in a gummy. Ha, ha, ha. 
So wow, 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 wowie, wowie, wow. <laughs> so we have now entered the segment by ground.news. If you want 15% off ground.news, check out check.ground.news forward slash pyramid. In this segment, we'll give you the universe in six minutes or less. Let's do it. All right, let's do it. Let's pick up my spirits. Let's pick up my spirits. <laughs> well, these are top news stories, so I don't know how good they're going to pick them up. So I don't, well, hopefully we get some good stuff here. Some actual good news. Uh, breaking. Uh, Trump allies will be booked at Fulton County Jail, Sheriff says. Former President Donald Trump and his 18 co-defendants will be booked at the Fulton County Jail, the sheriff's office said Tuesday. Uh, U.S. launches program to provide electricity to more Native American homes. The U.S. Interior Department on Tuesday unveiled a new program to bring electricity to more homes in Native American communities as Biden administration looks to funnel more energy towards climate and renewable energy projects. WeWork sounds the alarm, prompting speculation around the company's future. WeWork has sounded the alarm on its ability to stay in business, prompting the speculation around the future of the troubled workspace sharing company. Uh, McCarthy floats stopgap funding to prevent a government shutdown at the end of the next month. Congressional leaders are pitching a stopgap government funding package to avoid a federal shutdown after next month, acknowledging that the House and Senate are nowhere near agreement on spending levels to keep federal operations. <laughs> Judge calls new Texas election law unconstitutional. State says it will appear it will appeal ruling. A judge on Tuesday called unconstitutional new law passed by the GOP-led Texas legislator that will de- uh, dictate how elections are run in state's most populous county, which is a Democratic stronghold and a home to Houston. Federal agency tells SF workers to, to work from home. Due to unsafe conditions outside federal building. While multiple federal agencies and departments have offices in the federal building at 7th and Mission, one has issued a directive to its staff to work remotely for the foreseeable future due to ongoing safety issues with the drug dealing. Wow. North Korea says Travis King wants refuge from mistreatment in U.S. Army. State media reports. Huh. North Korea said that Travis King confessed to crossing into north into the north because of the inhuman treatment in human treatment uh, and racial discrimination within the US Army. State media reported on Wednesday the first public acknowledgement of the incident. What is going on with this? So he volunteered to go to the north. To, to North Korea. It says North Korea had confirmed the detention and of the U.S. Army soldier private second class, uh, Travis King, who entered North Korea last month, stating he did uh, so due to disillusionment with the ra- uh, racial discrimination and inequity, no inequality in American society and the U.S. Army. However, the authenticity of King's reported comments in North Korean state media cannot be verified. 
North Korea has been accused of using foreign detainees as leverage to gain diplomatic concessions. Some analysts suggest that North Korea may attempt to link King's release to a reduction in U.S. military activities with South Korea as tensions between the two countries escalate. Oh, boy. We're having tensions with North Korea now. Tensions with China. that, That never left, to tell you the truth. Yeah, we were uh, so we saw that around. Uh, a Pennsylvania study suggests links between fracking and asthma, lymphoma in children. Children who live closer to natural gas wells in heavily drilled Pennsylvania were more likely to develop a, a relatively rare form of cancer, and nearby residents of all ages had an increased chance of severe asthma reactions. Now, look at this. Um, our news bias, of this is a, a sample user. Oh, this is uh, something that they would do where you can see the your bias for, you know, looking at articles. It looks like uh, it doesn't have our particular uh, profile up. It looks like a stand-in. Uh, NASA uh, looks like July 2023 was the hottest month on Earth since at least 1880 by a long shot. NASA July says. was the hottest month on record in 143 years as Americans felt the effects of climate crisis. Scientists at NASA's at NASA's Goddard Institute for Space Studies in New York announced on Monday. And I got something for our, our final segment on NASA and uh, and satanic rituals. Pretty interesting. Oh, here we go. Georgia charges Trump, former advisors in 2020 election case. Donald Trump and several allies were indicted in Georgia on Monday, accused of scheming to illegally overturn his 2020 election loss in the state. It's the fourth criminal case to be brought against the former president and the second allegation. Uh, Well, he said, all we need is just one more indictment and we got this presidency. <laughs> and there you go. You got it. He got it. Judge rules Montana violated youth's right to clean environment with fossil fuel projects. Montana State Court ruled on Monday in favor of a group of 16 young climate activists who alleged that the state violated their constitutional right to a clean and healthful environment by approving new fossil fuel projects. A landmark ruling. Wow. Six former Mississippi officers have pleaded guilty to state charges for torturing two black men. Six white former Mississippi law officers pleaded guilty to a state charges on Monday for torturing two black men in a racist assault. All six had recently admitted to their guilt in a connected federal civil rights case. And uh, finally, uh, 30% of students quit universities, UK, to revert to strict pre-pandemic grading system. Teenagers receiving their A-level results must expect lower grades than last year so universities and employers can properly distinguish between candidates, the education secretary had said. Wow, so they're going to make it harder for you to get an A. (laughs) <laughs> Everything gets harder. Oh, man. And uh, some blind spot news here. Los Angeles Nike store ransacked by thieves in a smash and grab heist. 
fantastic. And dissent, that's for, uh, only being reported on the left. So it seems like the left, all they care about is these uh, uh, riots and smash and grab thefts. And the right, what are they caring about is DeSantis's appointee appointees asked judge to rule against Disney without need for trial. So that's the thing that the right is claiming uh, is uh, mm. focusing on. Yeah, so there's there's your ground that news for today. And if you want to check out ground that news for fifteen percent off, you can go to check forward slash pyramid. You know, he worked on the impeachment hoax number one and impeachment hoax number two. Let's see what Mr. Trump is saying. <laughs> ah, the internet. Because I'm being indicted for you. She's saying, that's good. Thank you. I appreciate it. And I believe the you, I believe the you is more than 200 million people that love our country. I believe that. It's 200 million people. And never forget that our enemies want to stop me because I am the only one who's going to be able to stop them. These characters, these characters that you're watching up there, they're not stopping anybody. And you know what? They'll be hit the first day in office. They'll make up a witch hunt about them. It's not going to be de sanctimonious, he said, but, you know, take any one of them. They'll say, did you know this and that? They'll give it to the fake news, <laughs> like the report, the dossier, the fake dossier. Remember the fake dossier? It was all fake. Sir, do you know anything about Russia? I remember when people would come up to me. Uh, Sir. You just got to love them. You just got to love them. <laughs> So in this uh, segment, uh, I'm going to deal with a little bit of conspiracy news. So uh, first and foremost, I heard something um, on the Sean Ryan show uh, dealing with Afghanistan. Mm. Now, uh, do you know uh, what happened leading up to us pulling out of Afghanistan? Uh, you're going to have to refresh my memory on that one. So, um, what ended up happening was it's, it was, um, a crowd of people. Oh, well, let me see if I can find a quick, uh, news article, um, leaving Afghanistan, Afghanistan, um, Kabul. Oh, you saw that? <laughs> oh man! I almost fell out of my chair. This is that good of news. So check out check out what happened here 
in uh, Afghanistan Shocking here. Scenes of desperation and chaos in Afghanistan are being seen around the world. Can't believe my eyes, says the man who shot this video of people. Oh, I remember this. Cargo jet you remember this, off. right? Machine gun fire could be heard as thousands of panic-stricken Afghans stormed the airport. They battled their way onto civilian planes, which took off with hundreds of passengers jammed inside. One air traffic controller marveled as a pilot ferried 800 people to Dubai in a plane designed for 150. Wow. Holy cow. There were more scenes of panic as night fell, and thousands more fought to get on any plane going anywhere. Caught in the maelstrom are reporters for American TV networks, including courageous women like CBS News correspondent Roxana Saberi. For security reasons, our hotel is under lockdown at the moment. That's why I'm speaking to you from my room. The situation outside is very volatile. I spoke to PBS correspondent Jane Ferguson. I've covered many wars and revolutions and crises uh, around the world, and I've never seen anything like what I'm seeing here or what I'm having to deal with here as a professional. ABC. Yeah, now I remember. Okay, so uh, Sean Ryan had this guy on that was there. Uh, he was a, a military guy that was there while this was happening. Mm -hmm. Um and uh, one of the things he was saying was that um, everybody that was there that was military, uh, a lot of them didn't have uh, a much experience in or any tours in Afghanistan or Iraq or anywhere. They just like green, fresh out of boot camp. Mm -hmm. So um, what he was uh, saying about what, what's going on he says that there's there's more to this Afghanistan um, pullout than is being let on. There's a lot of um, there's a lot of uh, newsworthy things that happened that that the news is just not reporting on. And one of those things in being that pullout in that pullout, yeah. Um, so here here's what uh, a little short from. Um, from Mr. Uh, Sean Ryan. Um, and if you guys like uh, what you're about to see here, you can f watch the full, um, you can watch the full uh, episode on Sean Ryan's show on YouTube. But so this guy, check, check out this guy's story. It's, it's pretty wild. I'm going to play this real quick here. Uh, it's loading here. Just give it a second. <clears throat> crack, 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 crack. Fucking right across from us. So I'm now facing like the way I'm looking. Like my tower, the tower's kind of to the left. The canal's like right here, and then the neighborhood's right here. And we start taking fucking shots from the neighborhood like almost immediately after the blast. Come to find out, I had gotten hit with 100 to 150 ball bearings. I was like, well, fuck, I don't want to get shot. I can't fire back. And I just knew the hole in the fence was behind me. And I tried. I tried my fucking hardest to crawl backwards towards that hole in the fence why is my right arm not working and i remember lifting it up i just seen it it's there but it's just like fucking shredded up at the elbow and finally i just i couldn't move anymore and i all i could do is kind of lift my head up i took ball bearings into my fucking chest and it, like right around the cut of my plate carrier ton into my abdomen all over my stomach i mean i had practically from what i've been told just fucking 
dumping ball bearings out of my intestines. I mean, they were burning so fast that ball bearings just like burned through my radius, like perfect hole oh for my radius. God. Didn't even break it. That's how fast they were going. So he got blown up here. Um, what, with a mortar or something? It was like an IUD. Um, so what happened was, uh, so <clears throat> he was uh, warned that day, like they're pulling everybody out. He's there on patrol to help everybody mm-hmm. leave, right? And he gets warning that there is a a, a person out there that is suspicious, and they suspect he's going to do a suicide bombing. Right. They give a full uh, description of what this guy looks like, and and this guy's like, but they if they have all this information then why are you allowing him to continue? Because, like, they had his his full description of what he's wearing that day, where where he was going, what he's up to. And he's like, if you have all this information, then why aren't you just taking uh, action now? Why are you allowing for him to commit what he's planning on committing, right? So as he's going on, he spots the guy. And he's like, I see the guy. He meets the description. This is him. He goes to his chain of command, and they're like, stand down. He's like, but that's the guy. They're like, yeah, but orders from up top say stand down. And he was frustrated. So he kept going around and trying to get somebody to authorize for them to either take this guy out or to take him down or to do anything. They weren't doing anything about it. So as the day goes on, he noticed this guy at 10 in the morning. As the day goes on, you know, some there are people that are um, basically rushing the, the airport, right? They're rushing the airport. He's trying to help people. And this guy he, that he just finished helping, he's like, oh, I need you to help me get my family. He's like, what do you mean your family? Your brother's right there. He's sitting right next to you. He's like, no, no, no. I have a wife and kids. You know, they're still stuck out there in the crowd. He's like, dude, if you had, you had to stay together as a family unit, this is going to be really difficult for us to get your family out of there. But let, let's go see. So he went to go. He's like, where's your family? On the way to go point out where they they might now, be. Now, this is the soldier with the prosthetic, prosthetic yeah. arm. A guy goes up to him and says, you got to help me get my family. Right. And this is where he's like, okay, so where's your family? And he's walking to go see where they're family. Boom. The guy who he thought, who he warned everybody about, detonate something. Detonated the bomb. And then he gets shot. He gets blown up, basically. Um, okay. Blown up with all these ball bearings. And now the the thing is, is that, well, I'll play this little uh, bit here. Have him have him say it out of his mouth here. Um, as it's loading here. Coming from from the JSOG assets that were out there that there was a confirmed suicide bomber in the area traveling with another individual. They told us that they had the exact description of it. I'm getting this word from our intel assets. So me and a couple guys on the team, they're like, he's a, a younger individual, probably clean shaven, wearing a brown man dress with some like black outer garb of some sort and a black bag traveling with an older individual. It's probably the guy kind of guiding him to do this. My first reaction, I was like, how the fuck do we have an exact description of this guy? We were just told the intel asset couldn't be compromised. Unfortunately, that's the only fucking thing I agree with so far you know why because he the intel never stops he's mm-hmm. an insider 
we're told these things so we can stop these, stop yeah. what's happening. But our leadership denied it. So they denied him to be able to actually take action and prevent this. Right? So then um, he, and that's just the, the beginning of this story. So, um, and just to give you an idea how pissed off this guy. Um, oh. We took two impacts from the neighborhood. Hold on. It seems like we have a little bit of an echo here. So, um, this guy, uh, Sean Ryan, who is also in, in the military, has an idea of how this thing works. And he was hearing this story. And check out Sean Ryan's reaction to how they've handled this pullout from Afghanistan. Um, now, one of the things that he mentions, this guy, the, the, the guy with the prosthetic, his name is Tyler. Mm-hmm. He says that the United States government made a deal with the Taliban and the army was the United States army was frustrated and angry with our own government for doing that deal with the Taliban. Not, not that, that is part of it. But the main thing that they were angry about is as all these refugees are rushing towards the airplane airport, there's thousands of people around the airport, right? And they're all, like, trying to cram in, trying to get their way to safety, right? Mm-hmm. And on the outside of the fence, you have Taliban just plop, 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 just taking people out. And the military have to just sit there and watch it. Allow the Taliban, like, the military, the guys, these, are, these Marines, that their job... That's what they trained for us and to kill these fucking people. Mm-hmm. And they're just sitting there watching as the Taliban is just plucking off their own. Because that was part of the deal. They, they're going to exit Afghanistan and they're not going to interfere with whatever the Taliban does. Right. That was supposedly their deal. And at some point, it was like, they had like a checkpoint that was like at the beginning of the crowd or wherever, or wherever. And, you know, then they had the military checkpoint, which is at the beginning of the fence. Somewhere or another, the United States government was like, allowed the Taliban to be right up at the fence. And they were the ones, okay, okay like allowing people to get through. But kind of uh, reminiscent of what happened in Vietnam with uh, in Hanoi. As as uh, soldiers are being helicoptered off mm. the 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 hotel, mm. all kind of chaos is ensuing beneath, and they're just allowing it to happen. Yeah, and what this guy was saying is like this is like absolutely horrendous because those people that were rushing to the airport were allies in some form or function to, to the, the United US. States. And they were helping us. And then the thing that that burned them even more was that they were using our weapons to pluck these people off. They were using our issued, like, like the stuff stuff that we left there. Stuff that we left behind. Right. So check out how Sean Ryan is reacting to this story. And a lot of those Afghans had our fucking back. 
Yeah. And for the president of the United States to allow this shit to happen is fucking absurd. Yeah, and we, it gets worse. Yeah, it does. And it fucking gets worse. You know, I'm going to try to... Never mind. So This is what happens when you fucking vote for somebody that cannot put a sentence together. This is what fucking happens. Right in front of everybody's fucking face on that first debate. It was right there in the open. You voted in an incompetent fucking moron to run this country, and this is the shit that happens. I think you know. You should be fucking ashamed of yourself. I think you know firsthand, too. Like, a lot of us have now, who is he talking about? Joe Biden. He's saying Joe Biden should be ashamed of himself for the way he allowed for this to happen, for the way that he allowed for Taliban people, the people that bombed the World Trade Center, Taliban and the Al- and Al Qaeda, we're helping them. What was the whole damn point of us being there if we're gonna help the damn Taliban? What was all these people that mounted up and died and on the on the the grounds of Iraq and Afghanistan through IUDs and all these people and having kids with weapons that were on the Afghan side and seeing all this murder and stuff. These guys were saying that they were patrolling, you know, being in, in the in the airport and they the the their uh, soldier in command had to get them like like all right, you can get off duty. And they were like, No, 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 we we're gonna be here. And they're like, No. For a mental break you have to you have to come because what they were saying what they were witnessing was women kids just getting plucked off killed wow and then so this guy he's he's trying to bring this to a higher command and trying to get people to understand what's going on and they're just denying him and ignoring him and doing all these things that are like, you know, uh, belittling his efforts. Like he, he was saying, like, he got saved by somebody. I mean, obviously, he got he was blown up. And the person that saved him didn't get a purple heart, didn't get anything. No, no recognition, nothing. They just... They just trying to sweep this under the rug. It makes you wonder sometimes. I besides the fact that you're a patriot, mm. why even join these armed forces? If this is the outcome and this is how you get treated, you know, at the end of the day. Yeah. Uh so here's uh what he has to say on, on what the Taliban were up to while they were pulling out. Ground force commander out there, um, the leadership out there allowed them. To, I'm sorry, what? They allowed the Taliban to come up to our gate. U- U.S. leadership invited Taliban to come to the fucking gate yeah. to do crowd control. Yeah. Who Who is this? From me to my leg, that close to Marines, hitting civilians with sticks next to them. We were told not to do anything. The senior guys who had, who had been there and done that, who had watched their brothers get killed by the fucking Taliban and them brutalize and terrorize these people for the entirety of this war and since since their inception i mean i saw grown men break down because of it's like what the fuck are we doing literally grown men staff sergeants break into tears and in a private space the the bottom of our tower became like the go-to spot to fucking 
let your fucking tears out. I mean, I saw countless Marines come to the bottom of our tower and just fucking ball their eyes out because of what they were seeing. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know what's going on over there, but there's something going. This was a few years ago. I'm the uh, 21. Yeah, it's, uh, 2021, I believe. That's when we we exited Afghanistan. I think it was 2020 or 2020. Towards the end, towards the beginning of 2021, I believe it was. Mm, yeah, something like that. It says here, yeah, one year ago. That's what it says, one year ago. 2022? This says, uh, and this uh, video came out. Afghans cling to outside of American plane yet. Yeah, so it looks like. Yeah, but when was, did we actually exit Afghanistan? Wasn't it 2021? Uh, let's see. Uh, do a quick look. Please sit tight and hold on to your pens and quid. Pablo Morado uh, is trolling the... In- August 30th of 2021. That's what I thought. Marking the end of a 2001 to 2021 war is what it says here. 21 years. A 21 year. No, 20, 20 year. 20, 20 year war. So so then you have this and I'm trying to figure out uh, why on earth would the United States government be partnering with the Taliban. Well, I don't think it was necessarily partnering up with them, but. Well, I mean, <clears throat> they're your enemies, right? They're there. Why are you giving them weapons? Why are you giving them? I don't them- think they gave them weapons. I think they just took it. They just left it behind. Yeah, but like Trump said, why are you leaving this behind? Well, that's another that's another uh, rabbit hole. I'm saying like they're just leaving. They just it's just an exodus. They're not like you know this was like a, a how do I explain this? It just that it was an exodus. You get the hell out of there. Leave everything behind. Why do that? I don't know. But it's what happened. But listen to how what what Trump said that we were so incompetent in the way we left Afghanistan. It was so, I think it was the most, it was the most embarrassing and most incompetent moment in the history of our country. And I think both of them looked at that and they said, wow, this is not the same country that we know. We rebuilt our military. I rebuilt the military, new jets, new everything. We had everything. And they gave away $85 $85 billion worth of the best equipment in the world. Nobody can even believe it. The, the biggest, I mean, they're the biggest seller of equipment. They're the biggest right after us, Afghanistan. Can you imagine? Afghanistan is one of the biggest arms merchants in the world because they don't need 700,000 guns and rifles, 70,000 armor-plated trucks and trucks and different things, but millions of dollars for some of them. 700,000 arms... Think of it, rifles, 70,000 trucks that we were so incompetent in the way we left. So, yeah, I mean, what we did, there's a right and wrong way. He's like, you know, if he, he this is a short clip, but he goes and says, like, 
Uh, there the way was he, one weird uh, thing where I would, well, the way uh, he would have done it is get every. He said I would have gotten every scrap, every nut, every bolt. They get nothing, nothing. We don't leave. Uh, we don't even leave a footprint. Nothing, nothing, because they're the ones that freaking bombed us. Why are we gonna let them have anything? Why are we gonna let them they, have? They bombed us. Oh well, they 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 suicide bomb planed, whatever you, whatever uh, crashed a plane into us. Look, at least that's how the story goes. That's how the story goes. But you know, there's something when you cannot explain something. There's always something underlying, and and it's got to be somehow or another money's involved. And I I am pretty positive that they just looked at the logistics. It's cheaper to just leave everything behind than extracting all the arms, all the weapons, and bringing it back. They did it in 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 Vietnam. They left everything tirao. But that's yeah. But that 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 what Trump is alleging. Is that this is a, a, a military industrial complex uh, scheme where they say, no, no, just leave it. Don't worry about it. There's old shit anyway. We'll build you new shit. Right. That's what I'm saying. But he's like, that mentality is, is, is absolutely absurd. It is absurd. Because you're giving the enemy weapons. It is. But they don't care about that. They, they care about what's economically better for them. Everything else be damned. If they use it against us, hey, you know, more excuse for us to go in again, build more weapons, bolster our economy by doing it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, so I, it's corruption at this at its highest form. This is what they do. This is what. The powers that be thrive off. Because why? They send us. The people who are patriots. The people who believe that what they're doing is going to make a difference. Mm -hmm. They play off of that. But in the end, they don't care. They don't care. Right. If you let our enemy within striking distance to pluck off people... Innocent bystanders who are just trying to get out. It goes to show you that the powers that be don't care. And that's the thing. And then when you say something about it, like, for example, like what Sean Ryan just uh, exposed Mm -hmm. on his show. He becomes persona on grata. Right. We become persona on grata. They want to to. To uh, ban us. They ban people like Alex Jones. And right. because we're telling the truth. And then they go on a whole campaign how we're, we're you know, um, bending the truth and how we're telling lies and how we are unprofessional. Right. And now, and now we're the extremists, right? We're the ones spreading because we are not. We're on 
all the other platforms and spreading our. But this is why our next podcast is going to be is going to be explosive. And for yes. people who are tuning in, put your seatbelts on because <laughs> our next podcast is going to get us into big trouble. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we have a special guest coming on, and this is put on your seatbelt. That's all I'm saying, because this guy, he's been in the trenches, he's been inside, and what he has to say is explosive. Mm. And with that, it's time for the next segment. So now it's time to uh, celebrate our We are at four hours into the cast here and uh, just really quickly here's our little promotional video <laughs> if you, if you want to get the bat signal follow us at paranormal.experience on instagram uh let's see if we can uh, play this real quick did you see this little promotion i have not seen well that. no i have not well this is what i did for today to alert people Blongos that decide to tune in to the live cast tonight you will see current events conspiracies and paranormal phenomena and if you tune in you will also have a chance to win a free prize so what do you got to lose <laughs> it's time to open your mind <laughs> so we gained uh, about 16 new followers since the last time we were on and we're up to 675 oh it looks like i have to update the board here 18 look at that 18 new followers here wow so we're up to 675 so uh just gonna uh sound them off here so Idilia Cardozo, you are a Bolongo. Uh oh, hold on. Let me just make this uh let's see. Fortunately, this seems like this is the biggest I'm gonna be able to get it. Uh it says uh Luciana Carmo 7549, you are a Bolongo. Uh, Ura Eta Mara Castajano, you are a Bolongo. Tali Rufino, you are a Bolongo. Anas Montiero, you are a Bolongo. Dos Santos Mike, you are a Bolongo. Marcio Siquiera, you are a Bolongo. Lil 86, you are a Bolongo. Giselle Morsand, you are a Bolongo. 
Regina Morsad. What the sister crew, huh? Ah, I guess so. You are uh Bohulongo. Uh Sidalia Katarina, you are uh Bohulongo. Lucia Bluis, you are uh Bohulongo. Arlete da Puerto. You are uh Bohulongo. Uh we got a comment which makes you uh Uh, Amo 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 Paranormal Experience E Amo Agust I don't know Aguas Go to the comment itself See what it is I mean that's what it uh, You mean click on it Yeah Aguas de Arunda Spiritual Centro Aguas Aguas de Arunda Rwanda. Rwanda. Waters of Rwanda. Whatever that is, that's interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Not sure what that's regarding, but we still thank you for sending us messages. The more messages, the better. So, um, and, you know, any little bit of uh, tips that can get us to, you know, new uh, guests or stories, the better. Uh, Losin Losicardo. Lo- Los Los Cardoso, you are a Bohulongo. Regina underscore Campos. Uh, underscore Caminante, you are a Bohulongo. Maria Beatriz, 1676, you are a Bohulongo. Daniel Izago. Daniel Izago. You are a Bohulongo. And with that, these are all our Bobolongos for the day. And today, I want to give a special, a very, very special uh, title to somebody that is well-deserving of the Torero. So congratulations, Mr. Andrew. You know who you are. You've been on the cast. You've been giving us stories. You've been sending us stories. You've been hyping me up before the cast. You've been giving me juicy conversations. You've been very helpful and very supportive of the cast. And we cannot thank you enough. We really appreciate you. So here's your title. You have become a verdugo, but a torero. You are our first torero. We will love to have you back on whenever you want. But boy, we really appreciate all the hard work. You slayed the head. Con la transmisión más prohibida del internet, The Paranet Podcast. Esta emisora transmite sobre la nave Nebuchadnezzar, volando alto sobre el noroeste del país americano. Con sus personajes, Ernesto y Pablo Morado. And I'll give him this as well here. Oh, he's got to get all three. <laughs> thank you, Andrew. Thank you. Thank you so much. 
We really appreciate you. Give them some fanfare. You got to <laughs> give them some fanfare. Absolutely. I'm going to give you the whole load today. Yes, you are. <laughs> so thank those- you, thank you, thank you for your contributions to the show. Yes, we appreciate everybody that now, follows I just, us. I just have a question. What is our number for TikTok? Uh, TikTok? This, uh, no, I mean on the board. Right now, I have it at 4,228. Well, right now, we are 4,247. 4247. Fantastic. I'm going to update the board right now. Just give me one second. Uh, let me just uh, pull up. Hello. All right. So let me pull up the numbers here. And uh, look, man the, man the mic while I uh, update our okay, board so here. When you update the board, no, no, before you go, before uh-huh. you go, go to our Trello. Okay. And go to commercials. Uh-huh. And just hit the bottom one, the last one. While we while you update the board, we'll see a little uh, <laughs> okay. promo. All right, here. So I, I'm going to update the board real quick. So just stay with me here. Coming soon to the Pyramid Shop, it's our sports. Sport line of supplements, fat burners, our creatines and pre-workouts and all the things you need 
to have a great workout Coming soon. Session. We are working on it. And stay tuned. So we are in our uh, second conspiracy uh, topic here as we're uh, moving along here, getting closer to our uh, the end of the cast here. Uh, I wanted to touch on, because I teased in the beginning, um, the wildfires in Maui, right? So there's some conspiracy around this, and you had uh, alluded that it might be a direct energy weapon, right? Mm. So we played this uh, video that I'm about to play. We played this uh, on the cast That's before. That's a very unusual side capture. Um, this happened about six months ago. Check out what happened in, in Hawaii, and I think you might have. There might be some cor, uh, correlation to what happened with the wildfires in this. So, uh, check this out as a refresher for you guys that are watching us live. Direct That's a very unusual sight captured on camera. Japanese and local astronomers say a Chinese satellite was recently seen beaming down green lasers over the islands. This video captured atop the Subaru telescope on Mauna Kea, operated by the National Astronomical Observatory of Japan. Bryce Moore has the story. The lasers flash for just a couple seconds. Initially thought to be from a NASA altimeter satellite, the Japanese put out a correction note on Monday saying NASA scientists found a most likely candidate as the ACDL instrument by the Chinese DACI-1 AEMS satellite. So you saw you saw the the beams of light that came out mm -hmm. of from the Chinese Daki One AIMS satellite, right? They're not exactly sure what are the capabilities of this satellite, but they they have like an uh, an idea here. here. I went to a University of Hawaii astronomer who read up on AEMS instruments. It's a Chinese satellite that is uh, measuring pollutants among other things. It has many different instruments on it some kind of topographical mapping or they're also used for measuring stuff in the atmosphere, Earth's atmosphere. And Look I think that's that. what it is to environmental measurement satellite. I so there is some with that alone that happened six months ago. Right. And with, with the conspiracies going around that it was a directed energy weapon. I think there's some validity to it being that there've been, unexplained lasers that are like beaming around in Hawaii of all places. And then they have these wildfires that just, you know, maybe that was a test. Maybe they're, I mean, if you Google, um, laser beam Maui, mm -hmm. I think you might even find some video of it. Right. As crazy as that may seem, uh, laser beam Maui. So let's see here. Uh, As a matter of fact, I think if you go even to YouTube or TikTok itself, you might find some crazy video showing what they're alluding to that might be the cause of this whole thing. Well, I have a video here. I'm not seeing any particular laser, but maybe this video... Uh, well, do you see images? Because I'm seeing images. You're seeing images on and where on YouTube, New York Post on MSM MSN.com. Oh, but you're seeing you're not looking Maui at Maui wildfires spark conspiracy theories about space lasers, Oprah land grabs, and suspicions is what I'm looking at. 
Where is that on AP? Well, if you put in Laser Beams Maui, I did. Go scroll down, mm-hmm. and you'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me see. Where is it? who's uh uh the I'm getting this is from the New York Post. New York Post. Oh, here we go. Maui Afar spark conspiracy theories about space lasers, Oprah land grabs, and suspicious trees. Uh, it says uh, the Maui wildfires have drawn bizarre conspiracy theories that elites such as President Biden and Oprah uh, may have used lasers to intentionally set the deadly blaze for their own nefarious ends. Photos claiming that the show flame uh, claiming to show space lasers raining destruction down on the Hawaiian city have gained millions of views across social media while images of trees still standing amidst the infernal's aftermath have been cited as evidence that the fires were not natural everything is burnt but the trees but don't point that out or you're a conspiracy theorist wrote one user on Twitter alongside footage of people driving through the cindered remains of the neighborhood but unlikely internet sleuths were easily uh, debunked uh, that post, along with others like it, was flagged by readers who linked to a Britannica article concisely explaining why the trees are still standing. Uh, it says, some plants are able to survive wildfires due to a layer of thermal insulation provided by their bark, dead leaves, or moist tissues, the article read. That's not unusual. Oregon State University Assistant Professor of Wildfire Risk Science Christopher Dunn told the Associated Press when... When showed the photos explaining that the trees and plants oftentimes survive urban fires unscathed due to their water content. So, I mean, that's what their their explanation is as to why the trees didn't burn. Mm-hmm. Um, my thought is, isn't Maui like an, an, an island nation? Isn't it very lush? Isn't there a lot of... Uh, um, uh, rainfall that happens in Maui. Well, that's what I was thinking about. Were they going through a drought period to where they're? they're I'm assuming vegeta- there must have been. There must have been going through some kind of drought period, right? Because I always imagine like uh, Maui, like a tropical paradise, where they have, you know, plenty of rainfall. Mm-hmm. Why would they suffer such a wildfire unless they were experiencing some kind of drought? So I'm thinking, I heard something here. I haven't looked this up before now, but I'm going to look this up now. Um, and why didn't the other islands get affected? Um, well, I heard something about... Because the em- they were saying that the, the embers ignited this. So why only this island of Maui? When couldn't the wind have carried the embers towards the other islands and did the same thing? Well, um, what I was hearing is that uh, I'm I'm not sure how true this is, but I think Lahaina might have been chosen as a city to be like a a smart city to have like all these like. Uh, you know, electric uh, cars, electric vehicles, electric um, uh, uh, power stations and all that. And I think maybe one of those things might have malfunctioned. 
Mm. And you know how how impossible it is to, to 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 put out fires caused by these lithium batteries. That could be a factor. So I'm um I was hearing that I'm uh that leading up to this, I think they were choosing this this city as like a a place to put all this high tech. Uh, because it's Lahaina, you know, it's a place in Maui. It's a very touristy place, and they're, you know, they're very green. Um, so I'm, I'm going to look up Maui Green Initiative Program. Let's that see. makes a lot of sense. Uh, mounting uh, Maui County soliciting applications for green grants program. So check this out. Uh. I'm looking this up now. So this is this happened in March. Um, so it says uh, Kahului. Uh, oh, I don't know how you pronounce it. Kahului. Kahului. You know what I was thinking? You know, a sidebar. You know, out of the entire 50 states, Hawaii, to me, just seems wrong that it's part of the United States. I Because... They have their own culture. They have, I mean, they, they're they almost like a race, basically. You know, the Polynesian. Polynesian, right. Well, uh, as a sidebar. It seems like we the just The United took, States was like Indian territory. Right. That's like, you know, it's like having one one state where... Out of the entire fifty states, where one state the the natives were able to claim that one state and keep it, would keep their culture and all that stuff alive, because everywhere else is like, uh, I don't no, know. I, they. Where do you see Native Americans really in the in 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 the fifty states? Uh, that's another rabbit hole. I mean, I, I, but I, you because I feel like you know. I don't know whatever it is about Hawaii. I think I just it just feels wrong. It just feels like to me anyway. It just feels and like the United States doesn't feel wrong when they rip the their the land off the American Indian. I mean, yeah, but I don't know. I just I don't know. It just seems it just seems do a little research on Hawaii and you see what the native Hawaiians feel about what happened. But that's what I'm saying. You know, I don't think the Native Hawaiians are too happy with... They're not. But neither was the American Indian. Right. But at least in Hawaii, like, their culture is still, like, embedded. And it's still, like... Mm. It's still preserved somewhat. Again, that's another rabbit hole. <laughs> but let's continue. But, okay, on so with Maui this. County soliciting applications for new green grants pro- program, uh, nonprofit organizations for profit uh, or for profit businesses and individuals are eligible to apply for a new green grants program with with the Environmental Protection Agent uh, and Sustainability Division grants program, according to the Maui County's Department of Environmental Management. What you need to know, applications and grants guide will be available on March 3rd. Applications will can also register for virtual grants and grants. So the Green Grants Program is geared to sm- towards small-scale innovative environmental initiatives or demonstration 
projects related to sustainability, environmental protection, natural resource protection, conservation, and restoration. The call for grant applications also applies to the continuing recycling grants program that partnered with the hundreds of grantees over the last 30 years. Uh, Successful projects include landfill diversion, zero waste initiatives, education, equipment upgrades, program expansion, collection of materials, and the collection and processing of waste resources materials. So it seems like they were making like uh, Maui some kind of like they were working with these green grants program. They were working on these sustainabilities uh, things. So I feel like they were working on trying to keep it like everything green. And what's the green that they're working on? You know, electric solar. cars and solar and all these things that have the propensity to explode and have these weird, you know, fires. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I wonder, you know. I don't think this has ever happened in in the island of Maui. This was an anomaly. I think a so. Wildfire. Yeah, I think this was an anomaly. So of course, whenever there's an anomaly like this, you know, it sparks conspiracy theories. But now this uh, um laser, um, what are they calling it? Um, direct, direct energy, energy weapon. weapon. Um, it's and on TikTok, there's video of this. Well, I have a video here, it might include it. So, this is from our favorite reporter, Mr. Greg Reese. Received no warning, and that the flames appeared so quickly that escape was difficult. Everything was suddenly in flames, and many found refuge in the ocean for hours while their homes burned to the ground and into the same powdery ash footprint we've seen in recent years. So far, it is estimated that nearly a thousand people have died. Locals are worried this includes hundreds of children who were home due to school being canceled that day. Several people are reporting that the government is not only doing little to help, but they are blocking local efforts to do so and are not allowing local donations through and that they are blocking life-saving medicine because it isn't federally approved. Denying people access to bring in supplies, just supplies for people to live. The government withholding every single one of our donations because we are not a part of FEMA and Red Cross. So none of this is eligible for giving out. Tell me why, I have no freaking clue. The people of Maui are on their own for now. And aside from the federal government's bureaucratic failure, they have good reason to be suspicious. Just like what we saw five years ago in Paradise, California, there was nothing normal about these fires. Within a day of burning, it was like a bomb went off. When you see the full the full extent of the destruction of the lineup, it will shock you. It does appear like a bomb and fire went off, if I may. And all of those buildings virtually are going to have to be rebuilt. It will be a new Lahaina. Local residents have been reporting bright flashes of light. One was captured by a home security camera that appears to have been the start of the Olinda fire. Many people are saying that it was directed energy weapons. We know that most major governments already have them. And during the California fires, online weather maps recorded what looks like a laser from above, striking an area just before it bursts into flames. 
In his research, Dennis Mills discovered that the incendiary aluminum and barium nanodust from chemtrails is most likely fueling the ferocity of today's so-called super wildfires. And on the day before the Maui fires broke out, locals were reporting a heavy overcast from chemtrailing that they'd never seen before. It's also interesting to note that the Maui police chief was the incident commander for the Las Vegas mass shooting in 2017. La Haina is considered to be a historic and sacred land. It was the capital of the Kingdom of Hawaii before it was taken by the United States. It's been occupied by native Hawaiians ever since, who are defiantly opposed to the mainland outsiders who have been buying up land with no respect for local culture. Not just BlackRock and Vanguard, but billionaires like Mark Zuckerberg, who owns more land on Kauai than what the government of Kauai owns. And Oprah Winfrey, who has bought over a thousand acres of land in Hawaii, including a new 870 acres in Maui she just bought this spring. In 2018, the Paradise Wildfires broke out exactly where the United Nations have plans to somehow make off-limits to humans. And that same year, a report on wildfire prevention was published that was focused on the exact same areas in Maui where the fires just broke out. All the historic downtown, all of it is demolished and all the, the houses gone. But those commercial big box stores are still there. Hawaii Governor Josh Green has been putting the World Economic Forum's Great Reset Agenda ahead of Hawaiian interests. Just weeks before the fire, he unveiled an emergency proclamation on housing that eliminates the traditional land use commission, allowing the government more leeway to build as they see fit, such as building 15-minute smart cities run by artificial intelligence, just like they've been planning to do in Hawaii for years. At some point, I will make a major donation after all of the smoke and ashes have settled here and we figure out what the rebuilding is going to look like. This is going to be a, a long and difficult process. You're going to see a lot of Phoenix stories rising from the ashes here. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. So, yeah. Directed energy weapon. What does Oprah Winfrey have anything to do with it? Why are they buying so much uh, land in Maui? Uh, or how why Hawaii? Is the, why is the uh, I'm saying they're saying that I'm on back that I'm backstage? Uh, uh, okay. I got it. No, no problem. I got so, it. So, uh, I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't get it. Um, uh, what's what's the whole thing? I think this might be China. I think this might be. I mean, Japan uh, bombed Hawaii as a sign of whatever, as a sign of like trying to stop our. They they were trying to stop our our naval uh, military. I wonder what. Lahaina, so what are you saying that maybe this was an attack by China, and now is being right um, covered up as a wildfire, as a wildfire, and not giving China the credit, right? Because you know they have these lasers coming down. There's some interest. Why does China have interest? There's interest in there, and I think the reason there's interest is because that's the closest. Uh, state outside of uh, Alaska to China. This is a hell of a conspiracy theory. There, there, there's something there because what would I think 
all these wildfires have have well again the same thing in Canada where the the satellite sees si- uh, simultaneously and spontaneously all these forest fires go on at the same time at the same time like something was ignited you know simultaneously right could have been that uh direct energy thing could have been i mean who, who anything knows for is sure? possible anything is possible but i mean the government hides a lot of stuff from us so you know what <laughs> it's hard to know this anything this is why conspiracies thrive because they hide everything because they hide everything and then when we have questions they they never say oh yeah you know uh, we were wrong or whatever. No, they just hide it even more and they put it under more stuff. And, and a lot of times they're the ones that are perpetuating these things for their own secret agenda. Right. So it's unbelievable, but, uh, you know, it's, it is what it is. And it's time to move on to our next segment. Okay, so in this segment, um, I'm going to be changing things up a little bit before we get into our UFO news. Um, I just want to, you know, bring a little bit of levity. We've been talking so much about like the hardships and the things that, you know, they could take your home by the bank and China's involvement and fires and all this negative stuff. It's time to watch a little bit something that, you know, is a little bit... uh, you know, uh, not dealing with the end of the world. <laughs> okay. So here's, uh, so I, I'm building out this segment. This is a viral video segment, you know, uh, uh, all the, we're going to be, you know, just watching and reacting to some viral videos. All right. So here's a viral video that, uh, I came across and I thought it was quite interesting here. All right. So let's see here. Check out, so the caption here, for those that are just uh, listening, it says the wildest 30 seconds in UFC history. Check this out. I don't know if you've seen this before. And for those listening to or um, looking at this uh, video through TikTok, please go to thepyramidshop.com. That's T-H-E-P-A-R-A-M-I-D, shop, S-H-O-P.com, and you can see all the things that Ernesto and Pablo Morado are doing behind the scenes. And I just use myself in the third one. <laughs> and here you go. The wildest 30 seconds in UFC history. Check this out. Oh, my! Big right hand! Pat Barry looking to finish! Now, who do you think is going to win this fight? Just by this quick uh, 30 seconds. The guy who's on top. The white guy. The white guy. the shit out of this. All right, here we go. It's over! It looked like Carlo really like survived. It looked like he was out. Oh, he is out. now. He's out. Nope. Still. Oh, man. Mergliotta is letting this go. That's wow. incredible. Great job done by Czech Congo. He's in big trouble, though. Barry looks to finish oh, the fight. Oh, he did get a run. Pat Barry's down. Oh, it is all over. Czech oh, Congo has knocked out Pat. Check. <laughs> wow. It's over. 
looked like Kondo was out. It looked like he was out. He is now. He's out. Nope. Still. Oh man, Murkliot is letting this go. That's incredible. Great job done by Czech Kongo. He's in big trouble though. Barry looking to finish the fight. He takes it right. <laughs> that that my friend should be a new segment on the Paramount <laughs> podcast. You know what I would call it? The government fucking you up. No, 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 no. That's what it feels like the government's doing to the citizens. Oh, you thought don't you <laughs> count your chickens before they hatch. Uh, yeah, so uh there's that video, and then I have um let me see. Let's look at this one. Another interesting viral video that I saw. <laughs> Hopefully you find this a little funny. Uh, let's see. I see escalators here. It's never good when escalators are on. Luggage goes down the escalator. She sees it. Oh, shit. Nice. Uh, who's brilliant genius? Who's, who's the genius? Lord have mercy. And I got, I got one more here that um, I think you would really. So uh, one of our favorite things that uh, for the audience that are listening you know, we like conspiracies. We like, you know, UFO and, and, and all this stuff. But on this, also, one of the things that we like is cars. You know, we like cars. We like the looking, uh, looking at cars, the way the cars sound. You know, I'm not. I used to work on cars, and you were a big car guy. And oh to, yes, I was. So I I uh, found this video, and I was amazed. By what this guy could do in a car. You want to see this? Sure. All right. Check this out. This was absolutely amazing. Have you heard of a gym, the Jim Connor? Jim Connor. Yeah. yeah. No. So Jim Connor is like a a thing um, brought to, uh, created by the Hoonigan. It's like a, a racing team. Um, I believe there might be a Subaru racing team, if I'm not mistaken. But okay. uh they they do this uh, drift type event, and it is just there's only one way to there's hard to explain. It's just you're gonna have to watch it. Just check this out here. This is so awesome. Yeah. Oh no! This just in: action sports icon Travis Pastrana was involved in a base jump mishap today in downtown Fort Lauderdale. Just a sidebar. I'm thinking of trying to get uh, this uh, this sunglass company, um, Pit Viper, to be a sponsor of our show. I think they might uh, they might uh, be intrigued with our with our show. Mm. Have you seen uh, this sunglass company, Pit Viper? No. So that's these glasses here. 
check out this classic Subaru that they modified. And this is in Florida. you give a little commentary for those that are just uh, uh, listening? We're seeing, a little theater of the mind. We are seeing a jacked up uh, old school Subaru going through what looks like a Flor- Florida streets. Yeah, these are, uh, this is Florida for sure. And man, what he's doing, he's he even, just uh, grinded uh, the bottom of his car. On, on a railing. On the railing. On a divider. On a median, yeah. Look at that. Grinds up the median. The Pit Viper is, is their own vehicle. It's the land jet ski. truck on two wheels wow this is an amazing video i'd love to get anybody that's involved in this team imagine the videos we can make for paramount supplements using this that actually would be really cool to see paramount supplements on on their car oh man Lining up for it looks like a drag race. After all that he's done. Right. Demolishes him in the drag race.
Look how close he got to the railing. Look at I, this. I've been on that bridge. Look at this. Look at this. Check this out. He's driving side by side a jet plane. A fighter jet. Driving alongside a fighter jet. Imagine that. Look at the speedometer. 160 miles an hour. Across the whole damn bridge. Wait for it, wait for it. Check this part out. I mean, I know that you wouldn't uh, do uh, heights, but are you man? <laughs> do you have balls to do this kind of stuff? Yeah. <laughs> In a car, yes. <laughs> Jumping over a helicopter. They literally stacked this. Look at that. The monster truck is crab walk, is crab driving sideways. You seeing it? Yeah. <laughs> he goes through a puddle and a and a the jet ski. You saw that? Jet ski did a flip in the way that he created. Could you imagine how many talented people are in this one video? This is an amazing video. He's getting chased by a helicopter. The little engine that could, huh? <laughs> Drifting side by side with a helicopter. Flies away. That was an, and it's funny and it's not funny at the same time because it gives me a heavy heart because it reminds me of my boy, uh, mm. Jizzo. He would have mm. loved this video. But yeah, so a little uh, 
levity at the end of the cast and then now it's time for our ufo segment we're picking up heat reflection off the trees looking directly overhead one can see an opening in the trees plus some straight ahead in between there it is again So, uh, in this uh, segment, I had something here for you. So, there's been this thing spotted in New York. Have you heard about this alien being spotted in New York? Um, It's funny that you say that, but in the last cast, did we discuss about what's going on in, in Peru? Oh, no, but... Did I think we might have? Yeah, I think we did. Uh, I know we discussed about the fact that you know there was um, uh, aliens peeling off you know the heads of. Uh, oh yeah, we did discuss. It. Yeah, we yeah, saw, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, New York, no, not at all. I'm so, not aware of this. I I've been following this uh, account on Instagram called Subway Creatures, and it shows you all the crazy people that are in the subway. This time, something, this one looks very... Subway creatures. Yeah. So, this time around, I've never seen this before. Uh, This is... I can't even explain it. For you, can you please explain what we're watching here? Ah. I've seen this. What is this? This little character. Is this a real person? Is this a, a a makeup? Is this Hollywood? What is this? This, my friend, is what I believe. What does Alex Jones love your mother? Is what it says on on the shirt, and it's an Earth. Okay, Alex Jones always says, "What does Hollywood do?" They uh they show they show you like uh, a little bit it's like uh art imitates life they show you a little bit of what they're planning. All right, so play the video, mm-hmm. and then I'll tell you where that's coming from. Okay, this is the, this is it. It's just a, a little loop here. This particular little being uh-huh. has been popping up everywhere. So you have seen this being everywhere. Yes. Okay. So. Google now, uh-huh. Ben Kingsley, uh-huh. alien movie. Alien movie. And as a matter of fact, you can go to YouTube, and there's probably going to be a trailer. Uh, Jules? Yes. All right. Put it on so that we could see it. All right. Uh, 
It looks like uh, we're experiencing a little bit of technical difficulties. Please bear with us. Okay, we're back. <laughs> I don't know what, what happened. Uh, browser lost connection for a minute, but uh, let's see. It's every time, every time, every dime. Every <laughs> time we have something juicy. Yeah, I don't know what the hell that was about, but okay. Uh, here we go. Let's see, adding to stream. It's crashed my backyard. Has taken out my azaleas and destroyed my birdbath. When you talk like that, it makes them all take us less seriously. Did you just say UFO? What is that? You remember the spaceship? This is oh, the so out. it's a promotional thing. Don't tell anybody. I don't know why this thing is being stuck on it. She shouldn't know. We gotta trust her. There's nothing else we can do. You're gonna kill her. Kill me? You can't kill me. I'll kill you. That's what I'll do. Guys, stop it. You think we can call him Jules? He's no Jules. He's more of a Gary. Your dad was in here earlier. He said he was buying apples for an alien. Like an illegal alien? Thank you for the picture. He hands them to me all the time. Maybe he's trying to tell you something. Dad, come on. I'm worried. What you have said has not been normal. I'm okay how can you say so it is a promotional it's a promotion for this movie it's a promotion for the movie Ah. but this is i go i always hold fast to alex jones theory could this movie be getting us ready for what's to come Mm. for the revelation that they're here and maybe the first alien actor. No, it probably is an actor in makeup, but maybe they're getting us ready to let us know that this is what they look like. Mm. Now, you want to see something eerie? Mm-hmm. Show the picture of the alien again. Okay. Uh, let me see. Because there's certain things. I don't know why that I store in my mind Mm. and it reactivates things that I have stored long ago. Now there's that alien, right? Mm -hmm. Now, if you, if you go to jewels, right? Mm -hmm. Google jewels, the movie, and then hit images. All right. images okay okay now go into yeah see where it says uh trailer hd uh yeah right right there yeah Mm -hmm. click it you want to play the trailer no 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 i just want to see the image okay see how it has a distinct look of the alien Mm -hmm. now Type in Alien Nation, the movie. Okay. Uh, uh, just, okay. Images. 
Okay, right there. Look at the similarities mm. to the alien. The way the ear is. Yeah. And it looks like, I'm not aware of this, but there might be a another Alienation movie. I'm not aware of this one. I know the one with uh, with this guy. What's his name? Um, guy from Scarfit from Scar from from James Can James Khan, the guy from The Godfather. Mm. He plays the the alien. But anyway, the reason I bring that up: look at the similarities between that alien and the alien that's now coming out as Jules. Mm. And it seems like they have a template, mm. and and they know how they look like. They have a, they definitely have an idea. Yeah, for they sure. have an idea of what it looks like. Everybody's thinking that it's the, you know, the grays with the big eyes and mm. all. But I think they, they're getting us psychologically ready. For this revelation that's going to happen sooner than we think. Mm. And once we see them, we can associate them with the movie. This benevolent alien right. called Jules. And it's okay. They're not going to harm us. And we are more willing to accept them. Right. Uh, so I have uh, more new UFO, uh, UFO news. So check out this uh, UFO captured on camera. This UFO was zapped by a, a lightning bolt. Look at that. Interesting. I mean, the world is buzzing with UFO news. It's just all over. Oh, my God. If you, if you type in UFO on any social media platforms... And this is why, uh, getting back to our last podcast, I believe that all these social media platforms, with especially TikTok, we got all these videos on TikTok, aliens in Afghanistan, aliens in Iraq, aliens in Brazil, aliens in Peru, aliens in Massachusetts, aliens in New York. Aliens in Vegas, aliens in L.A., all over the world, you see videos. Some are fake. Some are CGI. What do you think about this one? Is this fake or CGI or real? You see, this is what I'm saying. There's so much things being put. Supposedly, this is uh, photographed by Filberto Caponi. In Italy, circa 1993, 94, 95, 96, 97. See, we don't know what's true. I mean, the Vegas alien, the vague, the I've seen video where it's very compelling where you see this, you know, eight foot tall alien and mm-hmm. on TikTok. It looks the damn damn thing looks legit. Mm. So what 
what if the reason that they want to take down a, a platform like TikTok is because amongst all the fake stuff, real stuff is coming up, out. It's coming through. And mm. the powers that be are saying, oh, man. It's look a possibility. What, look what is on TikTok. This highly classified classified video has been leaked onto TikTok. And they just keep creating more fake stuff to put it in the, you know, in the mix. So you can you cannot tell what's true from what's fake. Right. So uh now that you're saying that, um so coupled with the alien thing, there's a cuz a lot of people now have this feeling that you know, we're in like the end times. Like they they have this feeling that this we're biblical feeling that we're in the last stages of what the Bible calls the revelation. And it's funny how it's called the revelation in the Bible, but I'm correlating it to the revelation of this whole maybe, UFO phenomenon. Maybe they're both the same thing. Right. As I as I uh, am going into this, they're saying that that these aliens, so to speak, might also be demonic and might also be uh, some kind of, you know, spiritual, uh, just as our representative of the devil. It's funny you say that because the warlock, mm -hmm. our resident boots in, in Florida, mm -hmm. coming out of Tampa, the warlock has said it a couple of times already. Mm-hmm. And give yourself a pow pow because I caught that. Well, yeah, that pow pow. Pow, 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 This is my show. You cannot get tired of my show. What? What? I'm the This is going to sound ridiculous. <laughs> but, um, yeah, the warlock has been coming on to a, 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 a theory. Mm -hmm. that maybe this whole alien thing thing and this whole demonic thing demons and mm -hmm. what's in that hole right the uh-huh are one and the same right so now i found this video um as that, you always do yeah so I I don't I don't quite understand. Um, but check this out. This, this so I mean, if you go through the whole ancient alien thing, some ancient alien episodes say they might be angels. Mm -hmm. Some ancient alien things say it might be demons. Well, ancient aliens. All what are the what ancient aliens? The whole show is about. They say, look at the Bible, right and. You replace the entire book with uh, all the words that say angel. You replace it with alien. And all of a sudden. It makes sense. It makes sense. You know, all of a sudden it's no longer like this myst mystic, mythical kind of creature that no one can really point to. Now it's like, oh, these are aliens from outer space. These are. Things with wings on them that could fly, apparently, and 
coming down from from outer so space. Imagine, heaven. Imagine if there is an actual revelation and they show what these things look like. Right. So this guy, um, his name is the Python Cowboy. Oh, my God. That's a hell of a name. Right. So this guy, he... He's uh he's along with the with the uh, boots on the ground. He's a Florida man, and he likes to what what he does is he's a snake guy. He likes snakes. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, sidebar. He's a snake wrangler. Yeah, he's a he's a specifically python wrangler, but he deals with snakes uh, of all kinds. Um, and. So uh, one of the uh, one because he gets contracted to go in and take these snakes out of these places, you know. Mm-hmm. So he got contracted to work for this place called, um, oh my goodness, uh, Aero Aero Fuel. Hold on, let me see. Just Aero Fuel, uh, Florida building. I think that's what it's called, Aero Fuel. Uh, let me see. I'm doing this off memory. I, I, I think, I think it's called Aerofuel. Let me see it. Well, he's going to say, um, where it's, but there's this facility, uh, in, in Florida, in Florida, near the, uh, Everglades. Um, let me see if he, if it says, oh, Aerojet. Have you heard of the Aerojet facility? No, I have not. So I'm going to look up. The arrow. Before we uh, dive into this aerojet facility, and uh, I promise you, this has a, a correlation between uh, aliens and demons. So, <clears throat> the aerojet uh, rocket facility um, is in Florida. Now, apparently, in the in the space race between mm-hmm. us trying to get into the moon, they had two. Um, modes of thought they had one thought was liquid fuel and the other thought was solid fuel Solid fuel, right this company was specifically um working on solid fuel which right? is inevitably what got us into space and to the moon oh it was yes solid fuel solid fuels Hmm. So, uh, so then if you look into, well, if that was the, what eventually got us into space, solid fuels, and we know who got us into space, Mr. Warner Von Braun. Mm -hmm. Um, so who was the, 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 um, founder of this Aerojet, uh, facility? Uh, let me see. Aerojet founder. I forgot this guy's name. Hold on. Uh, believe his name is William F. O'Neill. Let's see. And I'm I'm doing this uh research with you guys live on the cast. Um, let me see. Okay, so while you're looking for that, I'm gonna give you a quick, quick synopsis on solid fuel. Mm-hmm. A solid propellant rocket or a solid rocket is a rocket with a with a rocket engine that uses solid propellants. The easiest 
the earliest rockets were solid fuel rockets powered by gunpowder. They were used in warfare by the Chinese, Indians, and Mongolians, and Persians as early as the 13th century. All rockets used from uh, all rockets use some form of solid power propellants up until the 20th century when liquid propellants offered more efficient and controllable alternatives. Solid rockets are still used today in military arraignments. Um, uh, well, I lost my 20th century looking propellant. Uh, arraignments worldwide. Model rockets, solid rocket boosters, and and on on larger applications for their simplicity and reliability. The space shuttle was launched with the help of two solid fuel boosters known as SRBs. So the 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 space shuttle used solid fuel. Mm, okay, so now. I looked uh, looking into this. So the person that uh, founded uh, Aerojet Engineering Corporation, mm-hmm. which where this guy, this Python guy, was uh, doing his uh, at, what did he call it? Extraction or extermination of pythons. He discovered something. So check this guy. This guy uh, he learned about this guy Jack Parsons. Uh, it says Jack Whiteside Parsons, born Marvel. Huh. So his first name was Marvel. Wow. Born Marvel Whiteside Parsons. October 2nd, 1914. Um, died in 1952. Was an American rocket engineer, chemist, and th- thelmite uh, oculist. Uh, associated with California Institute of Technology. Um, Parsons was one of few principal founders of both the Jet Propulsion Laboratory and the Aerojet Engineering Corporation. He invented the first rocket engine to use a a castable composite rocket propellant and pioneered the advancement of both liquid and solid fuel rockets. Born in Los Angeles, Parsons raised by a wealthy family. Inspired by science fiction literature, he developed interest in rocketry in childhood and uh, blah, 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 blah. And this is what, you know, basically what he was about. You know, he was a... a so he's a rocket engineer. A rocket scientist. But, but there is a there is another life to to this guy. So let's see here. Um, so in 1939, John and Francis Baxter, brother and sister who had befriended Jack and Helen Parsons took Jack to the church of uh, Thelma and Winona Boulevard, Hollywood, where he witnessed the performance of the Gnostic Mass. Celebrants of uh, the church had included Hollywood actor John Carradine, who was David Carradine's dad, and gay rights uh, activist Harry Hay. Parsons was intrigued having to already heard of Thelma's founder and outer head, the Ordo Templi or Orientis. Orientis. The Ordo Templi Orientis. Uh, Alistair Crowley. Known a devil worshiper. After reading a copy of Crowley's text on Knox on 
plaques. Parsons was introduced to the leading member of Regina Cal, Jane Wolfe, and Wilfred Talbot Smith at the Mass. Feeling both repulsion and attraction for Smith, Parsons continued to sporadically attend the church events for a year. He continued to read Crowley's works, which increased, uh, increasingly interested him and encouraged Helen to read them. Parsons came to believe in the reality of the Thelmic magic as a force that could be explained through quantum physics. He tried to interest his friends in, and acquaintances in Thelm, uh, Thelma, uh, taking science fiction writers Jack Williamson and Cleve Cartmill to a performance of the Gnostic Mass. Although they were un- unimpressed, Parsons was more successful with Grady Lewis Mc- McMurdy. A young Caltech student, he had befriended as well as Mick Murdy's fiance Claire Palmer. So this guy, uh, got into he was a rocket uh, scientist that got into the uh, the cult of Satanism, and basically was indoctrinated in this satanic cult and apparently as for, from what i heard that his own wife apparently he claims that his wife was um not even human that she was a demonic entity that he conjured that he like wow that's deep and again hollywood right it, it our imitation life and a lot of people saw this movie and they didn't really give it the subliminals but that movie bright mm, the will smith right kind of gives you like no, humans a, and aliens yeah, working side by side and it's not aliens these is like bright has to do with magic magic right right and orcs and orcs which and are that. like demons Mm, yeah, yeah. So that being said, now check out what this this guy, the Python Cowboy. So he goes and he's uh exploring uh this aerojet facility and check Why, out because the the facility hired him to uh to exterminate, exterminate pythons. Okay. So check this out. The story I'm about to tell y'all is from the craziest night I have ever had in the Florida Everglades. The Everglades can be a very dangerous place, but it's not always the swamp you gotta be careful of. People come out here to do things that they can't do in the city, things they don't want other people to see them do, things that are often illegal or not morally right. Someone killed it. You can see the heads chopped off. Tonight's story is about some of those people, the things they did, and the satanic rituals that I found that led to a news report and full police investigation. What started off as a normal night for me might not be a normal night for most people. I was heading out to hunt pythons in an abandoned space rocket facility in the middle of the Everglades. And people go out there to do graffiti, to commit crimes, do gang initiations. Sometimes there's homeless people sleeping out there. 
I mean, you really never know what you're gonna run into. Um, I make it out there and first corner I bend turning into the facility, I see a very large rock pile. And on top of that rock pile is a upside down wooden cross. And uh, there's upside down red spray painted crosses all over this rock pile. And um, there was actually a, a little doll on the bottom this is of in the rocket facility of the rocks. Wow. there was a uh, upside down ash cross uh, put on its forehead and uh, what was really extra odd about this was there was actually um, a little red corn snake uh, wrapped around the doll when I came up on it wrapped around its neck um, it started to move as I kind of um, started to approach it, and I did grab it, got a hold of it. Probably one of the stranger things I've come across. Um, you know, this snake wasn't damaged or hurt in any way. I picked it up right off the rocks, and um, it was actually bleeding from its anus. Uh, this snake's maybe about a foot long, and um, I've caught a lot of snakes in my day, son, and none of them have been bleeding out of their their rectum so that was a new one for me a little strange for sure not quite sure what caused it but um the rest of the night turned out to be very strange as well i'm battling gators stealing my gopro if if it could happen it was happening to us it was definitely a bad juju night Oh, hello. Leaving you from that rock pile, right. kind of regretting that I touched that snake, interacted with any kind of this weird juju out here, uh, especially when I started to find some more of the stuff I found. Um, leaving that rock pile, I come across and actually drive over a huge, like, 50-foot spray painting of what turns out to be Latin. Whatever that says, I ain't reading it out loud and um, <clears throat> translated after I left there, it turns out to say something along the lines of turn around, he's watching, uh, run, hide, flee. You get the idea, you know? And um, of course, we didn't know what the hell it said, so uh, we just kept on pushing on. I'm trying to- And that's how the devil operates, you know? They He put it in Latin because it's a dead language. But he has to tell you. He has to tell you what he's up to. Right. But he put it in Latin, so... I don't know. We can walk know. right by it. I don't know if he does this as part of his deception or it's just the language that he speaks. It might be, but I'm just thinking as a... What a, what a way to, to deceive, you know? Like the... His his ham the the thing that hampers him is that he has to tell the everybody. Right. So he's like, well, all right, I'll tell you in a dead language. How are you gonna know? <laughs> I'll and, tell you what what we're gonna do to again, you in like, Chinese. Like I said, there's a there's a cult out there and an order such as like the Illuminati's and the mm. and the Masons. There's an order out there. I don't know which is it. But they must tell you their intentions before they do it. It's part of their religion. I think it's the satanic cult, the uh, Satanists. Uh, I think because the thing is that uh, 
like uh like vampires and and or, are all part of that demon uh mythology well they might, with- they might have a satanic component mm-hmm. but the the name of the order it eludes me right now but they must tell you but it's what, not the satanic cult or no church of satanism <laughs> no there's a there's a name to this order mm. and a lot of uh uh people up top mm. they're part of it it's almost like a skull and bones kind of thing mm. you know like the illuminati and all them people it's an order it's a it's a fraternity. Like the Bilderberg Group or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Or the Bohemian Grove or whatever. Right. They must tell you what they're going to do before they do it. Mm. Sort of like what's going on here. I'm to catch a damn snake. So moving further through the complex, I start to get to some of the bigger buildings. And, I mean, these buildings, again, have been abandoned since the Cold War. What is it, the 50s or 60s? And uh, they're covered in spray paint, a lot of cool different graffiti, but uh, there's more than just graffiti tonight. Uh, We found actually like probably about a 50 50 foot pentagram, uh, red spray painted pentagram. Yeah, let's get this out of that room. There's so many upside down crosses and shit, dude. In the middle of the pentagram was a three-legged chair, and at the base of that chair was what looked like a, a pretty large blood stain. I've never seen a three-legged Pretty chair. Pretty fresh, before. not real old. But well, this was made into like a three-legged chair. Was possibly sacrificed, or I don't know what, but definitely kind of a spooky situation. Really looking like you know they were trying to do some kind of ritual, or or who knows what. Y'all are gonna call me crazy for saying this. Uh, actually, when I was about walking into that room, something grabbed my leg, and I looked down and. It's one of them dolls on the ground there with its eyes plucked out. Same cross as the one I found out there. And uh, I'm sure, you know, I just didn't see it and I kicked it while I was walking. But, hey, it was a creepy night, y'all. And I swear to y'all, it felt like that sucker grabbed my leg while I was walking. But, uh, you know, call me crazy. So I proceed from the sacrifice room, whatever you want to call it. And I start my, making my way deeper up into this building. And, uh, you know, there's just more and more stuff I'm seeing. More satanic stuff spray painted on the walls. Um, I actually came across this little room. I mean, there was stuff on the wall talking about sacrificing little kids. Sacrifice. And, and the UFOs and, and the... the the kid, uh, the child trafficking, and and all that other stuff. We learned that they have a correlation. They have a correlation. Yes, they do. And what what do they go after? Natural disasters like what happened in Maui. How there's a thousand people missing. You know what was the name of the of the the Sean Ryan the the guy? Oh, who, the guy that did. Um, his name eludes me right now, but I could look it up. It's okay. But yeah, there's there's some component that is dealing with this child sex trafficking bit and what stands the reason why, you know, the they hate this Sound of Freedom and the Sound of Freedom movie comes from Angel Studios. So something there's something a demonic component with these UFOs. 
There's some demonic component. The devil. Uh, There's some demonic component with with rocketry, because you have Werner von Braun, a lead Nazi. This guy, a rocket, uh, sci- a rocket uh, propulsion expert, a Satanist, and I think that that's more common than we know. Yeah, I'm gonna All burn some. I'm gonna terrible. burn some Palo Santo while you're putting this thing on. Just <laughs> terrible stuff. There was actually a little girl's nightgown. I'm sure it was spray painted red, but you know, it's meant to look like blood. Who knows at this point? It could have been um, nailed to the wall in this little room that I couldn't really gain access to. And um, wow, look at that! Inside this, they had like this little doggy door. With a room inside. With like a sleeping bag. Looks like somebody's in the sleeping bag. Or something's in the sleeping bag. On the ground was like a, a sleeping bag with looked like blood on it. And and, and on the it says ear. Um, Don't read that out. Don't don't just all kinds of stuff. And, um, you know. I didn't want to be poking around too much, getting my DNA on everything. I mean, who knows what happened out here, guys. You guys want to see the Python Cowboy? At least that's what I call it. You kind of got to admit it is the Python Cowboy. The legend of Aerojet. Sort of looks like what we put at the end of the show. I mean, this place is crazy. Not only is it an abandoned space rocket facility in the middle of the Everglades, but there is still a space rocket here. It's down inside the ground in a 200-foot missile silo. It's a 150-foot space rocket. And how they drilled this damn 200-foot hole in the middle of the Everglades, I don't know. But to go and see it is pretty damn cool. You know, we did catch a python. Um, we put in a ton of work to, to get it, and who knows how much danger we put ourselves in the process, but that's just how it goes sometimes out here. I get back home. I report it to the district. I report it to the police. Word of it actually ends up on, on the news. The news gets it. They reach out to me. I do interviews with them, everything like that. This facility was actually used to develop and test space rockets during the Cold War by a company called Aerojet. And um, there's a you know vast background behind the company. Um, essentially what happened is during the Cold War, the government and NASA decided to go with a liquid rocket fuel rather than a solid rocket fuel that they were developing. And um, they cut ties, ended everything, packed up and left, and the facility out in the middle of the Everglades, which was a secret facility, um, still lays there today. And um, I start to do a little bit of my own research into it. Come to find out, the founder of Aerojet is this public Satanist um, possibly even died in a damn satanic ritual. I mean, we're talking sex magic, orgies, sacrifices, all kinds of crazy stuff. You know, real kind of high society, Illuminati, wild things. Look at, 
Look at that. Look at who the who they're dressed as. <laughs> I tell you, there's a link with Disney. Mm-hmm. And um, Aerojet all has a tie into it, and there's a deep, dark history. The founder of Aerojet, Jack Parsons, who was the public Satanist, his wife, he claimed he actually conjured her from hell and that she was a demon or an elemental or something. Um, elemental. Elemental. Remember how the, the spirit, spirit sisters. sisters. So he was married to an elemental. That's crazy. And she was a big part of everything he did and all the satanic stuff, uh, especially out there at Aerojet. She actually has the same name as my grandmother, Marjorie Kimmel. You know, again, it gives me goosebumps even saying uh, for me to come across that and find out that somehow, you know, they got this. The, his name, the Python Cowboy, his name is Mike Kimmel. So his grandmother's name is Marjorie Kimmel. Apparently has the same name as. I ain't that eerie. That is scary. Same name as my grandmother. And there's this whole satanic past behind the place. Uh, it's just real creepy. You know, it's almost like. Um, I don't know what, you know, destiny or, or, or something. And, and that's why after the fact, I really regretted picking up that snake, touching any of those dolls, doing any of that. Cause they say, which I don't believe in all this kind of stuff, but, um, they do say that that's how you allow beings from other dimensions, other planes, demons enter you or enter your life. And um, follow you, seen you around, that? mess with you. You seen what it said I there? Like. Yeah. You seen what it says there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. And that's why when you were about to read that, <laughs> I'm like, don't read that. You don't yeah. know if you're in, you know, evoking Satan's something. home, it says there. Wow. And um, follow you around, mess with you, who knows what. And that's the last thing I need is a damn demon giving me more bad luck than I already got, son. <laughs> so uh, thankfully, I'm blessed by you the and good Lord. And I, I ain't worried about any of that. The Lord protects me. And uh, I'm still good, doing good to this day, years later. So, um, you know, we ain't worried about no demons over here, son. But the founder of Aerojet, Jack Parsons, and all this satanic stuff, it's all mingled in with a lot of our government. Um, you know, he was in connection with a lot of different people, and there's a lot of different theories behind him, our government, maybe Illuminati, different things like that. And um, the more you look into it, the more interesting it gets. And he's just a snake guy. Imagine that. So, with that, it's time for our final segment here. Hey guys, thank you for joining the Paranormal Experience Podcast. Hey guys, it's your favorite P-Head E.T. Guandulito. Just wanted to take this moment to thank you for tuning in to the Paramed Podcast. Remember, 
You can always tune in by going to our website, theparamedshop.com. That is www.theparamedshop.com. Here you can view all of our podcast content for free. And you get to comment on the show. Aside from that, you can contribute to the podcast by hitting the donation button. All contributions are accepted and appreciated. Hey, let me tell you, these guys work hard to provide interesting and controversial content. From UFOs to governmental conspiracies and more. So come on guys, become part of the show with a small contribution. And guess what? With your donation, you stop being a peahead like me and become a badass verdugo. Stop being a bubblegum or peahead like myself and contribute. Oh, and yes, remember our motto. If the universe is infinite, then so are the possibilities. Turn off the light, take a deep breath, and relax. This is not a cultural religion, it's just alms, okay? We're going to relax our breath. This is meditation pose, lotus pose, whatever you want to call it. Don't be afraid of your own voice. You're in your house, make some sound, no one cares. You're basically massaging the central nervous system, which, trust me, Okay, folks, today we usually end our show with the ultimate ohm, but today I'm going to introduce you to something new. I'm going to end the show with a hue. Ah, okay. And for people that don't know what the hue is, the hue is an ancient chant that it's been around for a very long time, and I'm going to give you... Um, a little intro and and listen to what this guy says what the hue is What you're listening to is thousands of people singing Hugh, an ancient name for God, which you can sing as a love song or prayer song to God. No matter what your background or spiritual beliefs, singing Hugh has a unique ability 
to open your heart to more of God's love, which allows for greater spiritual guidance, protection, healing, and direct spiritual experiences with the light and sound of God. Whether you practice prayer, meditation, or contemplation, many people report that singing you brings them harmony with life, a greater feeling of peace, and a sense that they are more aligned with the divine within them. Now, enjoy listening more closely as thousands sing Hugh, a love song to God. So, before we start hewing, and it's very easy to do, you get your mind ready to accept the good things and we expose, we, we, we get rid of all the toxic energy. We allow goodness into our hearts. We allow prosperity into our life. We allow love to enter us. And we get rid of all toxic energy, all that hate all that loathing, all that coveting that we do, especially that we listen to some pretty uh, toxic stuff on this uh, podcast. And to Hugh, all you have to say or chant is the word Hugh, the ancient prayer to God. So with that said, here we go. Take a deep breath. Now I'm going to start hewing, which is the act of chanting the hue. Before we go, give you a little bit of the weather, what's going on for the week. All right, so in western Massachusetts, you're looking at for today, Wednesday the 16th, you got a high of 71, low of 64. Thursday, high of 73, low of 68. Friday, high of 80, low of 62. Thunderstorms on Friday. Saturday, a high of 77, low of 62, partly cloudy. On Sunday, high of 82, low of 65, sunny. 
uh, looks like a great day on Sunday. Uh, Monday, high of 85, low of 62, partly cloudy. And on Tuesday, high of 74, low on 62, mostly cloudy on podcast day. Around the country, you got uh, 93 in Seattle, 107 in Medford, 91 in Reno, Nevada. Uh, You got uh, 73 in San Francisco, 89 in Los Angeles, 108 in Phoenix, 98 in El Paso, 103 in San Antonio, 99 in Brownsville. You got uh, 91 in Albuquerque, 96 in Salt Lake City, Salt Lake City, 99 in, in Boise, all sunny. Um, on the West Coast, all sunny. You got Rapid City, 91, Billings, 101, uh, Cup Bank, 97, Kansas City, 77. First uh, cloud I see on the West Coast uh, or in the central of the uh, United States. You Midwest. Got Midwest. Uh, Oklahoma, 86. Dallas, 94. 84 uh, in International Falls. 81 in Minneapolis. You got 73 in Chicago. Uh, 77 in St. Louis. You got 80 in Memphis. A nine, uh, 71 in, uh, I believe that is Detroit. Uh, 77 in Cincinnati. 94 in Charlotte. Uh, in Charlotte, uh, you, you're looking at uh, uh, thunderstorms. Um, 83 degrees in Atlanta looks like thunderstorms. 93 degrees in Jacksonville looks like thunderstorms. And thunderstorms all throughout Florida and Tampa Bay. Uh, you got uh, uh, 93 degrees uh, cloudy. And Miami, 93 degrees and thunder. Uh, up in Norfolk, like uh, the uh, maybe we should end this uh, podcast with what, the way we started. Richmond, north of Richmond. You got <laughs> Northman, uh, Norfolk, 94 degrees on uh, thunder. Uh, and Washington, 89 degrees and partly cloudy. New York, 80 degrees, cloudy. Buffalo, 75 degrees and thunder. Boston, 69 degrees and rainy. And in Caribou, Maine, 74 degrees and partly cloudy. Mostly so, hot throughout the country. So from the looks of it, the Midwest is not getting a break. No, not at it's all. It's still burning out there. Everybody's still burning hot all throughout the United States. So, so folks, um, thank you for tuning in. Um, we appreciate you. Uh, we just want to give you a heads up. Our next podcast is going to be a very important podcast we have a very special guest that's right and what's the name of our guest johnny bangerton yes um this is oh, i'm sorry a bangeter bangeter sorry johnny Winston bangeter that's right uh google him and he has an outstanding and very fascinating story to tell us and it's going to be gonna a be, pyramid exclusive. That's right. Our very first in-depth, long-form interview here on the yes, pyramid. Podcast. Our next podcast is going to be very. It's going to be a different style. Um, join us. It's going to be an interesting podcast. Let me tell you. And with that said, I want to bid everybody adieu. Um, I want to wish you guys have a happy week. Have a great weekend. 
And again, allow happiness into your heart. Allow prosperity and love. With that said, peace out. This is Ernesto Morado for the Pyramid Podcast. And Pablo Morado. And if the universe is infinite, then, then so, so are the, the possibilities. possibilities. And we'll uh, have An- Oliver Anthony play us out as he started the cast. You know, once we start, just like the circle of life, as we begin, we end. So we appreciate everyone that joined. Fortunately, no one wanted to get a free bottle of Paramount Vitamins. They'll but there will always be the next time. So we thank you all. And here's a little bit of Richmond, north of Richmond. Peace. I've been selling my soul, working all day, overtime hours for bullshit pay. So I can sit out here and waste my life away, drag back home and drown my troubles away. It's a damn shame what the world's gotten to for people like me. Just wake up, ain't it not be true, but it is, oh it is, living in the new world, with an old soul, these rich men north or rich men, Lord knows they all just want to have total control, want to know what you think. Look out for miners, and not just miners on an island somewhere. Lord, we got folks in the street, ain't got nothing to eat, and the whole beast milking welfare. Well, God, if you're five foot three and you're 300 pounds, taxes ought not to pay for your bags of fudge rounds. Young men are putting themselves six feet in the ground, cause all this damn country does is keep on kicking them down. Lord, it's a damn shame what the world's gotten to for people like me, people like you. Wish I could just wake up and it not be true, but it is. Oh, it is living in the new world with an old soul. These rich men know. you do and then i don't think you know but i know that you do because your dollar ain't shit and it's taxed to no end cause the rich men north the rich men Selling my soul, working all day, overtime hours for bullshit pay.